0: Today is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Today we talk about reincarnation. Is that a thing? Because, you know, in Christianity we get glorified bodies. Can that be equated to reincarnation? Um, I mean, if someone wants to, like, go down this super spiderweb weaving uh, thing to say glorified bodies means reincarnation, I mean, I guess you can make that case, but that would be like saying the miracles of Jesus is really shadow magic. And it's like, do you believe in shadow magic? And it's like, well, wh- what are you talking about? It's like, you know, the miracles of Jesus, the, the shadow magic. And it's like, well, wh- why are you calling it that? So at some point it's like, well, don't just make up stuff. Don't call it shadow magic. Call it the miracles of Jesus. Um, so when we're talking about like glorified bodies, um, you know, because shadow magic would make you think of something very different than the miracles of Jesus. Um, so if we're talking about the miracles of Jesus, let's say miracles of Jesus. Reincarnation, that... Immediately, from the first time I said, we're talking about reincarnation, what did that make you think about? Nothing to do with cre- Christianity or Jesus, guaranteed. Um, so it has very certain implications in our ears. So when someone says reincarnation, um, that why? If you're t- trying to say Christian reincarnation and that really means resurrected, glorified bodies, alive and renewed in Christ Jesus, Um, then don't say reincarnation. Say glorified bodies. That's what the Bible says. So let's just say what we're really talking about Um, and leave reincarnation. You know, when I hear reincarnation, I think someone bad is coming back as a banana slug. Uh, That's what I think when I hear it. Anyway, so um, there we go. Just say glorified bodies. And then I, let's see, how do people something? Um, Shots fired, man. Shots keep coming in. So, um, you know, there's more people. um, We talked to a guy who, takes forever to get to. You're going to hear him at first. He goes away and then comes back. So like 40 minutes later, we realize he's trying to say, why don't I like the one who God sends? And this whole time I'm thinking, do you mean Jesus? I like Jesus. I follow Jesus. I'm trying to be like Jesus. I'm trying to live like Jesus, right? He's my savior. He's my redeemer. Of course I like Jesus who God sent. Um, Turns to find out he's actually saying God sent him to tell all of us Christians how we're wrong and need to believe. Whatever it is he believes, um, so I'm like, oh, why didn't you just say that? Um, could have saved some time. Uh, man, then we get some Christian tough questions. Here's this guy um, named Hellish. I don't remember. I, I don't remember his last name, but his profile name is Hellish, and um, he's clearly not a Christian and has a very big problem with the concept of the God of the Bible, the Old Testament, like how he views as as very evil. You know, like so many do, very evil and uh, just mean. Um, so he, he does not like that idea of the God of the Bible. Um, so, you know, we go through it. We talk about all of his tough questions. He asks some tough questions and we answer them, um, and try our best to be like, look, it's a perspective shift. Like look at it from this way or look at it from this way, or better yet, read the Bible and look at it from the way God looks at it. Um, like he is merciful, he is gracious, but if people don't want that, then they're going to get justice. Um, so, you know, kind of like roll with a pack or get left behind or, you know, crushed. Um. Anyway, so um, we talk about that for a while, and one thing I will say, even though he he has an extreme issue with this idea, his idea of God of the Bible and being mean and evil, um, it is a pleasant conversation. So this this is about the best it should go. Short of everyone, you know, falling to their knees, repenting, and becoming Christians on the spot, uh, this is you know the next best thing. It is a good conversation where hopefully people will take in the different sides and digest this, and maybe consider different. Um, things and different opinions that will maybe steer them closer to Christ so they can repent, believe, and become Christians at some point. Anyway, will that happen to him? Who knows? Uh, but it was a pleasant enough conversation. Then we talk quickly about the Canadian high prices and cost of living and the socialized free healthcare that takes like 60% of everyone's paychecks, but it's free somehow. Um, how there's like mental health issues and there's weights and, you know, recent videos where they say they're like they're on a waiting list like a year long to get mental health appointments from their free healthcare um and things like that. And then we return to uh, some more more topics of um Man, this one guy, he was a Muslim, and he said he came in yesterday and listened and made a list of questions. So he asked me a lot of stuff, a lot of personal stuff about, you know, why I believe in Jesus. So, you know, if you want to hear Nate's personal experiences, uh, listen to the end of this. Anyway, take care. Check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon, How to Have Civil Conversations with People Who Are Not Always So Civil, and share the message of Christ and the gospel to people on the Internet. Not just the Internet, but definitely on the Internet. And you can check out the Ask a Christian Store. Grab a coffee cup, t-shirt, doggy t-shirt, whatever to support this podcast and keep this thing going. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you later.
1: Now I will throw this out there. I was watching something, and, and you can't believe everything that you see. I get that, but it was interesting because last night I was just kind of like on the internet, kind of surfing things, and um, I. every now and then I'll get on YouTube and kind of just like YouTube some thoughts just to see what pops up. And I didn't YouTube reincarnation, but it popped up. And you know how they say like AI hears everything. So like (laughs) having a discussion, it'll just pop up and you're like, what the heck? But it's, it's crazy. So it popped up, which didn't surprise me. And there was literally probably hundreds of testimonies of little kids. Now get this Nate, Nate, tell me your take on this and you can find it. You can YouTube this yourself. If you get a sec even if it interests you or not, I don't know. It might not be worth your time of looking into, but it did come across the, the the screen for me and I clicked it. And there was the first story I watched was a little kid. um, And this is, again, this could be philosophy. This could be made up. This could be paid actors. I don't know. It's just what I saw. They said these couple had a had a child <laughs> that said that they lived before. As soon as they were able to speak at the age these kids are 2 and 3 years old, don't have the knowledge of the world like we do. And they're describing one the first one I watched started describing 9/11, right? And started saying that they were called Phil or so whatever the case might be before they are. Uh, they were in this new baby body and I'm watching this stuff. I'm like, what the? And I'm looking and their their parents seem to be more puzzled. And they're like, yeah, we we can't explain it because we've never told our child just any of this stuff. And he just starts speaking this stuff out. And they're, so they start doing research and start and the child gets and this is one. St- I watch probably three stories and then just stop watching it. Because um, I wanted to see the consistency of what these folks and each one of them had a different story. But they were all saying these three, four year old kids were all saying that we had a life before this. And these are kids unless they're being told. And it, and it's all on the same. And I paid attention to it too, it's all on the same network. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking these are probably hired families who are getting paid to do this, to build up this. Saying, you know, all these thoughts hit you, but each one of them had a similar story. I'm talking about a previous life and how God pushed them back down here. And they came back into uh, a a new person's womb and were birthed into uh, this new life. And they were intelligent, like they were each one of them were describing their kid to, to be more knowledgeable about things that a three-year-old should not be knowledgeable about and telling them and expressing how their life was before and how they actually died. A lot of them were saying, we died in a fire or we died in the, uh, the uh, Twin Tower accident. The first one I watched was a t- Twin Tower accident. Said that he remembered jumping out the building, hitting the ground, and then he said, it, I died. I'm like, what the? So what? Do you th- what is your, I, this is just thought, that's all it is to me right at this point. But what's your take on, on these type of uh, testimonies? Do you think that it's just being – they're being paid to do this stuff? Or could there be some truth behind it?
0: Well, you know how a lot of times people will accuse Christians of being gullible and naive and having just blind faith? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well – let me take this opportunity to demonstrate the opposite. Absolutely not. I don't buy that for one second. So just like you said, the power of suggestion, right? You like, it seems like you don't even talk to anyone about like a, a new Corvette you want, you know, cause you're like a billionaire in this scenario. <laughs> so you, you don't even talk to someone about like a new Corvette you want. And then all of a sudden your phone starts popping up Corvette ads and you're like, wow, how did it know? Did it hear me? Like, when did I say this stuff? So like, who, who knows? Like maybe you slipped up one time and you're like, uh, you're like singing a little red Corvette by Prince and it got that. And it's like, Oh, based on like that, uh, we, we're going to start putting Corvettes in the searches. So anyways, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're like Teletubby time, like did a special on nine 11. Like, I, I don't know. So it, it, I would say in my beliefs, um, it would range from, yeah. I mean, you said it was on the same network. So I don't know anything about this. Just taking what you said, um, it's on the same network. So like, you know, from the most natural innocent form of, not innocent, but, you know, like m- m- most like natural form of coaching or staging. Yeah. These kids were coached. They have an agenda. They're trying to like appeal to a nine one one foundation or, uh, you know, like get money or get popularity or, you know, gain money off the backs of dead heroes. Um, so th- the most innocent form of evil would be that, um, going up to, you know, like the claims of like, you know, Muhammad or in Islam, they claim that, you know, even Jesus like started speaking like what perfect Arabic after he like came after he was born when he was a baby. So like, you know, you have stories of claims like that. So um, and then you can go all the way up to, well, demons <laughs> and, um, and like how the, you know, like the government talks about like UFOs. Sorry, Chris, I promise we'll be normal in a second. But how like, you know, the government's like, oh, now we've been communicating with aliens and, you know, alien technology. And, you know, these, these are our friends and they're like communicating with us and blah, blah, blah. Like, I believe that's going to be some sort of demonic spirit more than a little green guy from Mars. Um, anyway, so that, that's what I think somewhere in the realm of like extreme spiritual and supernatural um, entities all the way back to, yeah, these are normal kids and, you know, they are they are coached. Uh, even if they don't know it, like if you got them a room and promised them like teddy bears and ice cream, if they just told you the truth, it may be like a level of brainwashing. Like they couldn't tell you. Um, (laughs) Coincidentally, like how atheists are like, I'm telling you, I have no belief in a God. I just lack a belief. Uh, Well, I believe them, (laughs) but I also think they've kind of like, you know, put so many layers of soil over uh, their spiritual eyes that they, they know there's a God, but for all practical purposes, they don't because they can't see it. So maybe something like that happened to these kids, like, you know, it was layered and layered, you know, to get some sort of agenda, or they just let them watch a lot of certain TV programs or kind of coach them also like how they're coaching kids to get into the LGBT lifestyle particularly like trends how they're like oh you like playing oh little jimmy like oh you- you're playing with a barbie doll there with your GI joes maybe maybe you want to play with more barbie dolls Ooh, maybe you want to put the gi joe men in a dress does that sound good oh maybe you like to try a dress oh it- right. you want to try a dress what you want to try a dress he's like hey you told me to put on a dress like no you told me remember remember here's ice cream remember you told us you wanted a dress oh yeah i wanted to wear a dress my name is genie um, anyway, so so somewhere on that spectrum, um, but the one thing I do not believe is that it's uh, legit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. I, I feel like uh, a lot of this stuff could just be agenda base and set for attention. So I, I don't know. I just I just thought it was kind of wild how uh, I'm gonna blame it on um, <laughs> uh, artificial intelligence AI for listening to being even our conversations on this app, it's it's crazy, man. I feel like everything's being absorbed right now. <laughs> and everything. Maybe I'm weird for thinking that. Uh but
0: Well it's, not, no, I don't think you're weird. I mean, you know, you do one <laughs> Google search and all of a sudden it's got like, you know, pull like your life history out of one search term. Right. Um you know it's kinda of like how people like the, this video is going around Um, people are asking Alexa, like, Alexa, who's going to run in the 24 uh, election? And they're like, there will not be a 2024 election. I'm like, whoa, that's (laughs) crazy. Um, So it's like, you know, it's like scraping all these people's thoughts. So like, it's just like AI models, right? So they're taking the collective data from everyone inputting it. So there must be a lot of people either feeding it, programming it, or just talking about how there's not going to be a 2024 election because they're going like, to ramp up the war in Ukraine and claim wartime powers, yada, yada, yada. Chris, what's up, Chris? How are you? Like, oh, I'm not I'm all right.
2: I'm not nice feeling today. good this morning.
0: Oh. Well, check your, uh, check your browser. I'm sure you'll have recommendations for like Theraflu or Tamiflu or something. I just heard you say that. Genuinely, so I got. A, I will pray for your swift recovery. Uh, yes, please.
1: Yeah, so I got a, a more of a normal, I guess, point of the uh, questioning. So, is there, and this is this is just the, the, to pose conversation, right? You hear a lot of people saying that um, that there's other ways to uh, come to Christ. I guess for lack of a better way of putting it, and I'm going to put put Christ's center point, right? And you have all these people that claim that they have Christ. Like, yeah, I got Christ, and they'll refer to the Bible. And I deal with these people on a regular day-to-day basis, like literally, even in real life. And when you're steering somebody to the one true Christ when it comes to the Scripture, what would you would you say is the best approach in leading somebody to the correct one true Christ, uh, from a biblical standpoint, how would you attack that?
0: Well, the claim of Jesus, like he's the only way. So obviously if they're, if they're, I mean, if there's someone you're like arguing or debating with, like their mind is probably made up and it's literally going to take an act of God to change them, which I mean, you know, technically all takes an act of God anyways, but I mean, it's really going to take an act, an extra act of God to, to break them out of their funk. Uh, but if it, so if it's someone like very sincere, who's like, you know, I'm, I am uh, spiritual, not religious. <laughs> then I'd be like, well, you know, what about Jesus? Be like, Oh, he's great. He's cool. I'd be like, Did you know he says he's the only way to God? Oh, I don't know. I think there's always a God. Then you're calling Jesus a liar. Well, well, no, no, he's a great guy, but he's a liar if there's lots of ways to God. So, I mean, I would just focus on that, like just force the issue. Like he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So th- there's no way around that except to say, well, that happens to be one part of your Bible that's corrupted great, do what you want. That's someone, That's an argument of someone who's got their mind made up already. Um, so that's why I'd say, I mean, there's same things in the Bible that are open to interpretation in their gray areas, but this is one that's like very, very much black and white or, well, red, if you have a red motor Bible, where he makes the claim he is the only way to the Father. So that's it. Um, if you don't, the, the only ways you can go from there is that's a misprint. And where Jesus says he's the only way That should really say he's one of many ways or you can say no no i believe jesus really said that and that's recorded correctly and he is a liar like there there's not a not a that's like even a more stringent version of like c.s lewis like liar lunatic or lord like it's just like it's it's corrupted and a misprint or jesus is a liar there's nowhere else to go so or you know he is lord and he is the only way repent and believe the gospel
1: so what do you do when you get people because those are good uh points that you're bringing out so what do you do when you get somebody that claims that they do serve Christ, right, but they're really indoctrinated on what they've been taught to believe as far as how to receive Christ and the aspect of saying, you've got to be with this group or you got to be with that group in order to be serving the one true true Christ. What do you do with somebody who actually comes and they say, well, if it's not done like this according to this this lineup, this reasoning of thought, then there's no way that you can be serving the one to true Christ. Where do you uh, direct traffic when they when, when saying, well, this is what the Bible says, when you're serving Christ, this is how you know someone truly is serving Christ. Where do you direct
0: them? Well, I'd wonder if you if you have like a, a real example that you've experienced, but off the top of my head, I'd say if it's someone that says, like, you know, we, we serve Christ and uh, I don't know, like if they if they seemingly parrot the correct gospel but then think that, uh, you know, you, I don't know, uh, something else. Like, you have to be a specific member of their church uh, in order to be saved, uh, but they, they have the correct gospel, and they're just, like, really far off in that point. Um, well, I mean, I guess technically I'd think, you know, by the fruits, by the fruits, I mean, if they have the fruits of the Spirit, if they're, like, <clears throat> saying the correct gospel, it's like, well, they could be saying it, but wrong, but I don't know their hearts, so only God knows that. So just taking them at face value, taking them to the word, like, yeah, well, if you, you know, believe the death or resurrection of Christ, you ask him to save you, forgive you of your sins and make you born again and give you eternal life and you repent and you're a disciple of Christ, you're trying to live like him. Well, then I'm, I'm not going to say you're not a Christian, but then if you say that, well, you have to be a member of first Baptist church or else no one else is a Christian. I'd be like, well, I mean, based on what you said, you're a Christian and you're just going to end up in heaven with lots of other people you think are not Christians. Um, so, I mean, I guess if their salvation is fine, then fine. But if they're saying, like, their salvation is as predicated on, like, you know, uh, I don't know, going to their Mormon temple or something like that, and they start, like, saying the gospel that is just not the correct gospel, well, i would be like, well, you know, these other people may, may not be saved, but neither are you. But do you, do you have an actual example to work with?
1: Um, well, there's several. Because, again, like I deal with this stuff. So here's an example. Let's say someone come and it's almost kind of like what you just uh, laid out similar to. Let's say that this is the scenario. Someone comes to you and they say, hey, look, and this isn't to to target any one group, but I'm just going to make mention of a group that's really like heavy and especially even on the app. Let's say somebody says, hey, unless you are an Israelite, I hear this a lot. And this, this just bugs me sometimes. Um, they go, well, unless you have the, you're, you're an Israelite from the standpoint of not just, uh, practice, meaning that you believe you are by faith because anyone who says that they are an Israelite, I really firmly believe it's by faith. I don't think that it's by, and there, there may be some natural folks out here that are maybe their gene chases back to the Israelite genealogy. Fine. Um, I don't knock that if that's the case, but it's hard to prove that. So what I'm, what I'm getting at, you got people that come up and say, Hey, look, you're not serving Christ unless you're an Israelite. But with that point, you have to be black. You have to be Puerto Rican. If you're not these particular um, race, or if you're not this particular race, you can't even serve Christ. What do you do when somebody comes comes to you with this silliness and they say this type of stuff? And that's the scenario. How do you address
0: it? Well, for for the negative, like you know, like who they're saying isn't a Christian, that's a different answer than are they a Christian. Um, so I'd, I'd make that distinction first. But yeah, as far as that, no, just you know, read the Bible. And they don't. They get stuck in the Old Testament, and they really hate Paul. And it, they say they're cool with Jesus, but their their speech betrays them. So. Uh, No, like the whole Bible, like John 3, 16. It's like the most popular verse in the entire Bible. Uh, You know, whosoever believes in him. Whosoever is black, nope. Whosoever is Asian, whosoever speaks Spanish, nope. Whosoever, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So sorry, um, you know, for all the racist people, um, it is not predicated on race. It is predicated on belief. So whoever that is, me, you, even them, if they are one of the whosoevers who believe and confess Jesus as Lord and follow him. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> there's all kinds of verses just like that. Like, you know, in Christ, we're all one. There's no male, female, slave, Greek, uh, free, Greek, Gentile, whatever. Like, we're all one in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, the Bible is full of things like that. Um,
1: Let me throw one more monkey, Rich, in there. And then there's other people on the stage. And I know you, you want to you like to move around. So uh, last last thing. And this is a heavy one. So what about the ones that say that uh, unless you believe in the Trinity, you're not serving Christ? What would
0: be your response to that? And now I'm done for it, and then other people can get it. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Grenade. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty generous on that because I don't know the people. So like, as I get to know them, I may be like, oh, yeah, you just don't understand it. Or, oh, yeah, you just view it this way. Or, oh, that's not a problem. Here's the, you know, what we're talking about. But as I talk, if they get more, like, obstinate to the point where it seems like they're, they're, like, borderline, like, blasphemous, like, you know, like, mocking, uh, you know, mocking God from this Trinitarian view, it's like, okay, man, you you may have, like, real problems that they're, they may not be coming back from, like, uh, you know, you you may be so far gone, um, it's going to be really hard for you to be found. Uh, But, yeah, so, I mean, I think if someone just says, I'm not a Trinitarian, that can mean anything. That can mean from, like, they have barely heard the word Trinity. Or, you know, they have heard it, but someone's told them, like, it's nowhere in the Bible. The word is nowhere in the Bible. And they're like, oh, well, I guess if it's not biblical, then I just want to be a Bible-believing Christian. So it could be as simple as saying, well, yeah, the word uh, Trinity isn't the Bible, but there's lots of words we use that aren't in the Bible, like ontological (laughs) or whatever. But we use these definitions because, you know, we have the benefit of language. So we take whole concepts and boil them down into simple words and phrases and terms. So we can cover more ground that's just how it is so if someone you know doesn't find the word trinity in the bible um i would just go to genesis and be like what do you see here and you know it'd be like oh the, you know the father is talking to the son i believe that he says you know let us make man in our image and it also says the holy spirit is on the face of the deep so if the word trinity is causing problems for them i would say well look at genesis one you see like god represented and here's three persons of god and john uh, like john the baptist when he baptizes jesus You don't need the word Trinity, but it saves a lot of time. Um, But you see the father saying, this is my son who I'm well-pleased with and Jesus being baptized and the spirit descending on him like a dove. So the Trinity is in the Bible, even if the word isn't. But so anyways, if they're like, oh, I never knew that. I'm like, well, now, you know, Um, you know, believe God. I believe, you know, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you into understanding and you're going to get a grasp on this. Um, Anyway, so it ranges all the way from that to the obstinate, who's like, you want to make God laugh? Tell him you believe in the Trinity. Ah, ha ha. And you just get like people that are like aggressively and viciously like fighting against it. I'd say that's a big problem. So yeah, that's the answer. So if if someone, if someone just says, do I have to believe in the Trinity to be saved? The answer is no. If someone, you know, and then it goes to like, what is that reason? And at some point it's going to be like, God knows their heart. I don't. So if they're like a good faith actor, you know, um, humble sincere open wanting to learn just just like not knowing anything about that stuff yet i believe they're totally fine and god's got them um if they know and have heard and are like viciously attacking it um man i think that's a big problem all right yeah. i agree to respond oh hey on one second uh, yeah, i mean I, th- I heard chris and then we will go to step chris go ahead
2: yeah so so ignorance is one thing if somebody hasn't been taught the doctrine The mark of a true Christian is that when you are taught the doctrine of the Trinity correctly, that you will believe it. If you are taught the doctrine of the Trinity and you reject it, you are not a Christian. You, by definition, have rejected Christ.
0: Yeah, and then does that mean, you know, like if if Chris tells someone, you know, the the Trinity, are they immediately supposed to be like, scales have been removed from my eyes, and Chris is like, welcome to the fold. Or if they're like, ah, you know, I, I hear you, but I don't know, man. I'm going to need some time to chew on that. Um, you know, I'm still not going to damn them to hell. So does that take them like a week or two? Do they have to sleep on it? Do they have to really like analyze it in their brain? Or at sure. what point do they hear the correct teaching and then reject it to a point where God's like, nope, you're too far off base? And Somebody that's who point. starts yeah.
2: teaching oneness Pentecostalism or somebody who starts teaching Unitarianism, those people are marshmallows. Like, I mean— <laughs> You know, There's just no two ways about it. They serve a different God. It's a completely different God. And so, you know, somebody who needs time to chew on it, sure. Like, I still have all kinds of questions about the Trinity, and it's a paradox, and we're just not going to know a lot of stuff. And that's fine. But faith requires belief, um, you know, and you can chew on it for, for a little while. Um, but if you're outright rejecting it or resistant to it, you need to check yourself to see if you're really in the faith. This is what first John is all about.
0: I would agree with that. And, you know, for those people like, you know, our friend, uh, Unibob, like there's still hope. So, you know, he could have a come to Jesus moment and you know, it's not over till it's over. But, uh, Steven, you were saying something. What's
3: up? Yes. Uh, my question is, um, like when Jesus Christ says that uh, um, in John three sixteen, whosoever he say whosoever believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So what is it that Christ wants us to believe? Is it believe of Him, part of the Trinity, or believe that He is um, the Word that He teaches? Or what, like what do you say? Whosoever believe in Him, like what what is that belief that we must have about the Son of God?
0: Well, it says, so whoever believes in him, so what, what is him? Him is Jesus. What does Jesus do? Jesus says lots of things. Believe lots of things Jesus says. So like when he says he has the power to resurrect himself, he has the power to raise himself from the dead, he has the power to forgive sins. And they say, who has the power to forgive sins but God? Well, ding, ding, ding. Um, so, yeah, believe Jesus, like is the one, is eventually you're going to get to Jesus as God. But if you believe all the stuff like Jesus says, like if you believe in him, you're going to believe what he says is true. And he says, look, I, I it's not just me doing this. Like even if you don't want to believe me. So he like gives people like a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway. He's like, look, even if you don't want to believe me just because I'm doing this stuff, he's like, you know, believe me because I, of the works I do in my father's name. So he even gives people like an extra like runway to jump on. So, yeah, believe Jesus is everything he says he is. So when he says he is the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through him. So yeah, that, Chris, do you have a different answer? But yeah, all the stuff in red, all the stuff Jesus says, believe that. Believe he is telling the truth when he says those things.
2: I do not have a different answer. So. so no,
3: I just wanted to, like, since we were, like talking about like, um, uh, the belief, I just wanted to be like share, like, see yeah, how I don't feel a point from
4: that. Yeah, and I agree. I
3: agree. He is the way to truth, and the life. Um, yeah. just wanted
5: to hear. Hey, Gaffe. Man, can you hear me? Yes. All right, so Nate, I'm going to just ask you this question, bro. Why don't you actually care about who God sends to you?
0: So, my first question would be have we ever in our lives spoke before?
5: Have me yes, me and you have for sure.
0: Oh, I don't remember. I was gonna say, how do you know who I care about and what I care about God has sent? So, you know, maybe we've had this conversation, Nate, but I, I don't remember you.
6: Nate so Nate, I ap- I apologize. I have an interruption I must make. I am sorry. Um it's a it's a it's a prayer, a request to the room. Um there is a Muslim on an atheist type stage. The I asked the question, can you show me that the Quran was not written by Satan? and not satanically inspired, and the Muslim said, do you believe that? I'm like, no, I've heard at least one Christian tell me this. And he said, bring me that Christian, and I'll tell him how I can prove it's not Satan. So I'm not asking you to come in there as a patsy Christian, but if, you, if anyone on stage does believe that the Quran is satanically inspired, I would ask that someone come with me to the room to uh, get the Muslim to Nobody. defend why it's not
5: that room, bro, because nobody believes that, bro. So just go ahead and go back over there. Uh, <laughs> uh
2: we, we <laughs> well, do believe that, but I don't feel
5: like well, anybody who believes that goes against scripture. But go ahead, what? Wow, huh? <laughs> what? Wow.
1: Hang on let, let,
0: hang on, let me let Come me address on, the man. hopping bunny, let me address the hopping bunny rabbit real quick. Uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, I have no interest to talk to the guy because you know, just like you learned, right, Rab, whenever people say they're going to prove God to you. Uh, They, they, in their mind, I take them at their word that they really think they're going to prove God to you. But after like two hours of discussing, you're like, yeah, dude, your proof does not meet my burden because I am not convinced. That's what's going to happen. So we can talk to that guy. Like you probably have been to your blue in the face. (laughs) Um, His proof is not going to meet anyone's burden of conviction. Um, So it's, it's just wasting our time. Um, You know, i i I mean i agree with the chris with a caveat like it could be just for for any other like political natural whatever reason but yeah probably demonically inspired
5: (laughs) so if i bring him in here would you guys talk to him you just being satan right
0: probably for like five minutes
5: like how's that like how's
0: that
5: like you stopped you interrupted me to be, I know. Like, I, to have,
0: th- I do apologize.
6: I am so sorry. I,
5: Nate will tell <laughs> you. I did not do
6: this. I am so sorry. I, know. I
5: will leave it.
7: You
5: know, um... <laughs> I don't know if the brother cares for real, but I I forgive you if you really mean it, brother. Um, but Nate, yeah, to what we were saying, bro. Yeah, like, why don't you like? Um,
0: okay, you so, so why don't I care I about who yeah. the father sent? Is that the question? Okay, so why do you think I don't care? And who do you think I think the father sent? Like, why why doesn't Nate care?
5: Okay, yeah, so God has, the most high God of your father's, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob have sent me sure. yeah. multiple times to uh-huh. speak to you about love, and you have not shown me the love of God in this room multiple times. And you refuse to hear me out because you're kind of stuck in your religious doctrine. <laughs> So I'm asking you, why don't you care about who God sends?
0: Can you, you, can you be more? Hang on, hang on, hang on, see you. Wait, yeah, so it was, you you have two points and they don't, they don't go together. So I want to have this conversation. I have a feeling how it's going to go, but I'm, you know, willing to give the benefit of the doubt. So, okay, as far as not showing the love of Christ, showing the love of Christ does not mean letting someone, you know, go on tangents and preach what I strongly believe is false doctrine. So that is not showing the love of Christ. So not getting people a floor and a platform to say things that I strongly believe the Bible disagree with, that has nothing to do with showing Christian love. If you're like hurting, need a bus ride, you know, dead in my doorstep, like showing Christian love is meeting that need and taking care of it and getting you the help you need and telling you about Jesus. So um, let's see about not you still, I don't think, answered the question about Nate doesn't care about who God sent. Are, wait. Are, oh, wait. Are you saying God sent you? Is that what you're saying? We're, we're not talking about Jesus. Like right, you're saying God sent you yes. to this. You're saying God sent you to this room, and we we like dismiss you and put you in the audience, and we don't care about you. So yes. we don't care about who God sent. That's is that what's... what you're? Is that what you're saying
5: to Well, no. For two things, like you just said, two things. Um, no. Two. The first thing is um you're incorrect on what you said. Christ's love is, um, but you have not shown me that the actual love of Christ. And two. Jesus Christ is the only one who God sends. The Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ is who God sent. I I do care and I believe that. So I I care about Jesus. So we're good.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, you're cutting. You're cutting out. Uh, you're cutting out pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, you may need to find a better service.
8: Uh,
0: yeah, I got Yeah. Take take a minute. See if you can get some more bars. Like we don't hear anything you're saying right now. Uh, let us know if you have a good signal. Uh, CEO, you were saying,
7: um, yeah, I was saying that I want him to formulate a constructive question. Cause right now he's just making random allegations. So when he does get a signal, I hope that becomes a case. Uh, in the meantime, I did want to ask you and Chris. So I was in Johnny's room yesterday, and I think Matt actually just came in here. Um, and Johnny said something to the effect of, "He's happy. There's, you know, people burning in hell." Um, and so, of course, a lot of the atheists were upset about that. And and you know, of course, I acknowledge hell and people are there. But I'm not, like, thrilled about it. I don't take joy in it. So I just wanted to get you and Chris's perspective on that in terms of how you feel about that. And
0: should Christians be happy that people are burning in No, I don't think God's happy people are burning in hell. Chris may be getting ready to make s'mores out of them. But, no, I mean, I don't even think God's happy about it. Uh, you know, Second uh, Peter says, you know, God, God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Someone who's happy about people burning in hell would not be willing uh, that all should come to repentance and not wanting any to perish that's not uh, so i mean if god presumably from that scripture that i believe is not happy that people are burning in hell and are eternally rejecting him um then his his creation us should also not be happy people are burning in hell it's an unfortunate choice that they make and an unfortunate side they choose to be on
2: God takes no
1: pleasure in the death of the world. So what's your thought on that on that point that you just brought out? Um I, I actually walk with what you ended with. They choose to to go that route. What would you say um about that if somebody says so are you saying that I'm choosing to go to hell? Is that what you're saying? What would be your response to somebody that says, Hey man, you're saying that I have a choice in this? How would you respond to that?
0: Well, yeah, first to, you know, to get the free will thing out of the way, like no matter what happens, if God totally forces them or they totally choose, if you're of the persuasion God doesn't, God totally forces them, even if God did not force them, they would do the exact same thing anyway. So, okay. So now that that's out of the way, um, <clears throat> yeah, they have a choice. So like the default position is hell. So it's not a choice, like you're neutral ground. And it's like, I either will choose to go to heaven or I'm totally going to choose to go to hell. Like <clears throat> if hell is before them, no one is going to choose to be like, oh. I'm not in hell now. Let me choose to go to hell. It's like you're already marked. Like the default position is going to be hell. Like you you are spiritually dead. So you're already destined for hell. And that is a choice. No choice is a choice. So, you know, it's like you can pick to be saved. You can pick the Jesus side. And if you do, you know, because the Holy Spirit's drawing you. So if you pick that, then congratulations. Jesus will make you born again, just like he says you must be. So you'll go from a dead spirit to a shiny new alive spirit, and you have – now you've chosen heaven. And I I, you know, understand the choose. Whether God drags you or you choose, it's it's the same result either way. But I'm I'm using the word choose. But yeah, so I mean if you don't choose hell – or I mean if you don't choose to go to hell, well, you still are choosing hell by default.
1: So when – because somebody may pose this in there. They might say, well, when you read that scripture – and I'm paraphrasing this, right – it says, you didn't choose me, I chose you, right? What would, you, what would be your response to somebody that says, well, you, you're saying that, you know, I get to choose this. And I think they, it's, it's misunderstood, obviously. In, in some cases, I can't say all cases. In some cases, people think that that's uh, something other than what it actually really is without me expounding on it, but leaving room for you to kind of, because I like the way that you throw out these perspectives, <laughs> but uh, what would be your response to that?
0: Well, I, I mean, I agree with the scripture, obviously. But again, like I, I like sidestepping these tedious things and getting to the point. Right. So even people be- that believe like God totally drags and forces and chooses and you have no say in the matter and you cannot um, you, know, you you cannot come to God um, unless the spirit draws you. Well, I, I mean, I believe that net is far and wide. So the spirit is drawing you. I believe that that's a given. So just just test it. Just do it. So instead of whining and being like, well, you know, your Calvinist beliefs, for whoever has his beliefs, your Calvinist beliefs say, I can't choose God, so I can't even choose God anyway. Well, right now, do you think you have the faculties in your mind to exercise a little bit of faith and say out loud, like to yourself, or, you know, like just pray to this Jesus of the Bible, like are you in control currently of your mouth, of your mind? Most people would be like, sure, I can go order a cheeseburger if I want. Great. Then you can say a prayer if you want, Right. So, so the only way that that God has not chosen you is if you never do that. Because it, whether it's your free choice or God's totally demanding you, say it right now. Say, I repent of my sins, the stuff I know I shouldn't be doing. I am sorry, Jesus of the Bible. I will exercise a little bit of faith that you are real, just like you say. I repent. Forgive me. I believe in your death, burial, resurrection. Make me born again You say you will freely give eternal life to anyone who wants it. I want it. If you do that, it doesn't matter if you chose or God secretly, like, demanded you say that right here, right now. You're saved. You're a Christian. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you are saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you can just skip that whole issue. The only way you have to think about that issue is is if they're like, oh, well, I, I don't want to do that right now. I may do that later. I'll think about it and get back to you. Well, then maybe you're right. Maybe God didn't choose you. But, you know, <laughs> if you're in con- – there you go.
1: Yeah, now nah, so, um, so basically is it – and correct us if this perspective of, of what's being said is wrong, okay? So basically the choice is there. It's up to you to receive it or to reject it, but the choice is given. Will you receive – The choice is that is that is that uh too far-fetched or is that somewhat along the line
0: i don't think it's too far-fetched but what that's going to do is bring up a disagreement between all the people that believe in in like you know free will and not that's all that's going to do i think i I think i would have answered that different six months ago the more and more this happens i think i'm just going to default back to that and be like hey can you pray the prayer right now can you exercise a little bit of muster into faith and pray that right now if that's the case, you don't need to worry if you have free God, uh, will or if God totally dominated you into doing that. The fact is, you did it. Congratulations. Skip the whole issue. But,
1: but do you get what I'm saying? Like
0: what what I'm. Saying? I, I, get, I, I get what you you're do. saying. I get what you're saying, and I'm just trying to avoid it because I'm I'm trying oh. to go to the bigger. Uh, well, I mean, I'm. I, I I don't know. I'm trying to like strategically eliminate let a me, lot
1: of proof Let me be more direct. And and if this is exactly what you seeded up, that, that you you may have got from it then I'll then we can just skip it okay so what I'm what I'm basically highlighting is that um the choices are already available that's what I'm highlighting is that whatever you're going to choose is nothing new the choices are there already you don't come up with a new choice or a new idea it's actually what is available, and you either receive or you can be creative with what you receive, which some people do, and it's not in a good way. But you still have to embrace something that is already present. Was that what you were pinpointing? Because that's what I'm pinpointing in that in that question. That was not more clear. <laughs> okay. um, Just saying that the choices are already available. Does that not does that not make sense? Like between yes and no? Sure. Okay.
0: That's that's just, pretty uh, much. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to be like. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the choices were there, God already knows what you're going to do with that choices. Sure. Uh, uh, Haiti, what's up, Haiti?
9: Well, what if you what if you don't know what to say because no one told you about Jesus?
0: I just told you. <laughs> no, you didn't.
9: You said all you have to do I, is is have a bit of faith, try it on for say, say the words, but you need to know what the words are. You need to know. What to do and if you don't know about jesus what then
0: well hold on wait let's not shift the uh, perfect example so let's not shift the buck just yet so we can talk about other people but you know put on your own oxygen mask in your airplane and save yourself first then we can worry about people who may or may not have heard about jesus so i literally said the words to say which is the same thing the bible says right repent believe jesus i recognize i'm a sinner you're a savior i cannot save myself i am sorry for the stuff i've done that I should not have done. I repent, forgive me, make me born again. You say we have to be born again. I want you to make me born again. You say you'll freely give eternal life to anyone who wants it. I would like eternal life. Give me this eternal life and just exercise a musterance of faith. And there you go, that's the words. And then if we're going to, you know, I would say the only way, like maybe someone really cannot choose and God has just like passed over them is if the next thing they say is, okay, I hear what you're saying, but now let's talk about other people who have never heard the gospel. I'd be like, well, I mean, you know, maybe God's passed over you.
9: Yeah, that's fine. I'm talking about them.
0: Okay. Well, what about them? I mean, you know, I mean, I know you've heard this. You could probably do a better job of uh, of recounting. I've heard heard a load of silly
9: either. (laughs) Look, look, Amazon Amazon tribes, they've never heard this. They've never read the Bible. They don't know who Jesus is. Are they going to heaven? Yes or no?
0: Uh, okay, you know that's a false question. Oh, are, are, every, wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Yes, it is. Haiti, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> First of all, I was going to say, you've heard us talk about this enough. You could probably recount what I'm about to say better than I could because I know you've been in the room so many times. Second of all, to say, has every single person who hasn't heard about Jesus, um y- you know, or, or every single person in the rainforest, um, are they all going to hell? Are they all going to heaven? They're, you know, People are, are not defined by their geology. They're not a monolith. So the Bible says in Romans 1, everyone knows there is a creator God somehow, some way, deep down, they know that. And if they act on what they know, they will be given more and more light, more and more knowledge. So if people <clears throat> have this idea that there is some creator God and they change that into rock statues and wooden statues and start going against their innate conscience that murder and human sacrifice is wrong— but maybe they do this to like try to appease an evil God or, or for whatever reason, if they start like going against like biblical principles and good moral, secular humanist principles and just murdering and sacrificing the blood of the innocent, that's going to darken their hearts and they're going to be hidden further and further from the light of God. And there may not be any hope for them. If people are like, we're not here by accident, like most of the world populace ever. And they're like, there's gotta be a creator. There's gotta be a reason. And then they start like, you know, uh, thinking what is this reason is there is it the stars is it the sun is it the leaves is it the maker of these things then maybe they'll think we need more knowledge let's go on a journey let's talk to other people and see if they know anything about it and i believe if they act in faith on this they're going to be given more and more light until like you know missionaries stumble across them and are like oh jesus that's who you're talking about that's the creator god and now they have the full picture or a helicopter like you know on its way to deliver tracks falls out of its plane and hits unknown regions where people can read this stuff. And they're like, and, and it's like tracks of the Bible. And now they have a complete picture or they go wandering in the jungle and find a missionary or find a church. So that's what I believe. That's the answer. So what if more? they act in good faith on just like you, like, you know, you have a lot more knowledge of the Bible. So if you act on that light and come to Christ, you have the full picture. If you act favorably, then congratulations, having the faith or, or the the amount of knowledge you do have um, whether you believe it or not, you've been told the story. So having that uh, that amount of knowledge, if you don't ever act on it, then, you know, you may as well put yourself in the Amazon rainforest as far as, you know, knowledge and Jesus and stuff is concerned.
1: Hey, Nate, so are you saying that everybody has an opportunity to know right from wrong at some point in their life?
0: Well, I mean, that's different than religion, but I mean, everyone like. No, I mean,
1: like I, I, not I, pertaining I, to the point of what she asked, you know, are these people going to go to heaven? and they didn't have a chance to receive Christ. I think that that, I took that more as a rhetorical. I know she meant it. No, was like, it? For, No, I know it wasn't, Heidi or Haiti. I know it wasn't. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that even with that address, like what scripture, where, where could we biblically take somebody to say, Haha, here's how you know somebody dies and didn't have the opportunity to receive Christ that they're going to either or place in regard to that where were we take
5: romans it? 2 and 14 and 15. It say was it read it what we could bring it out somebody you want to somebody bring it out y'all want me uh
0: well probably not because i'm pretty sure we're going to have lots of disagreements so i don't want to trust your theological well no some <laughs> sorry <laughs> they can
5: read it themselves so y'all don't even have to include me the scriptures speak for themselves uh nate that's why i had that question for you brother
0: Okay,
1: Nate, what's your response to that? Uh, Where would you, um, what would you say to that? Mm -hmm. So y'all go to yeah. uh,
0: Hang on, Agape. Hang on. It sounds like you have a better signal. So let me let me get Haiti to respond. She asked the question. Then we'll get back to to you. It sounds like you have a better signal. Um, So you know whatever Agape said, you can look that up. Romans two fifteen. Did you say? But um, fourteen and fifteen. Okay, so you can look that up. Um, I can't at the moment, but the you know the Bible says things like you know without Jesus you cannot get to the Father. So does that mean at what point does that mean on this side of life? A lot of people think that does that mean right before someone dies, if they they just I, I don't know, let's, let's take the most extreme case. Like somehow someone is a good hearted person and on their way where they would have run into a pastor to tell them about Jesus. They just get struck by lightning. Um, they're acting on their faith. And God is, you know, I I don't even know how to word this because it's such a hypothetical. But, you know, they are they feel like they should go on a pilgrimage and maybe they're just about to run into a church where they're going to get the full picture of Jesus. And they get zapped by lightning right on their right on the doorstep before they learn. Um, At at that point, they've been good. They've been following the path of light they've been given. They're just about to hear the message of Jesus and they get zapped. Does that mean Jesus like I don't know? get weird. Like, d- does that mean Jesus like time stops things as they're dying and reveals himself to them and they, they are cool. And he's like, Hey, do you choose me? And they're like, yes. Or does that mean they die? And God's like, well, you didn't have the full picture of Jesus. So, you know, to hell with you. Um, the, I mean, that's something that's been discussed forever. Like I like what Steph always says about C.S. Lewis in his book that I don't remember, but we do know that we cannot go to heaven to the father without Jesus, how far you can dial that back Do you need to know the full picture? Do you need to know the Trinity? We already talked about that. No. Do you need to know Yeshua? Do you need to know his Hebrew name? Uh, Do you need to say his name? Like how far back do you need to go to where Jesus is not applicable? Um, That's the question. Is it on this side of life? Um, Is it immediately after? But anyway, so I would tell him that scripture and ultimately God is the judge of the living of the dead. So we have the grace of God. So the one thing we can say we may not know what happens to every single soul on earth, but what we can say is the one being who is most qualified to judge that person and send them where they're supposed to go is the God who is already in the position of judge. So Man. take heart in that. I mean, it may not be good if you're on the wrong side of his judgment, but, um, you know, he is the most qualified. That's so, a- you know, I would also go to Isaiah where it says today is the day of salvation. So don't kick that can down any longer. And if you're a missionary, that's the whole point, right? Like, how will they know unless they're told? Which is exactly what we're talking about like they need to be told but in case you know some fall through the cracks and are not told what happens i mean maybe it's like an unborn baby scenario like maybe they've just you know never never known a person maybe they were raised by wolves never had an opportunity to i don't know be a a raging sinner um i I have no idea it's unanswer. it's unanswerable but the thing that is answerable is god is the only one who is ultimately qualified to be in that seat. That, uh, but Haiti, right yeah, do you want to respond? We've got we have got quite a ways away from your question, Haiti. Uh, yeah, that was the well, best response
1: right there, Nate, which you just ended with. Go ahead, Haiti.
9: I think that if you're saying um everyone has a choice, um, which is obviously more palatable than the Calvinists, and then everyone does need to get that choice. And I would imagine the only way would be something like a deathbed, you know, appearance by Jesus or something, which is fine, you can say that. Um, but, uh, otherwise it's just, uh, it's not fair. Right. But, um, it sounds like you're not, you, you don't think that's impossible that the Amazon person could just on the, as they're dying, just get some sort of vision and then that that's their choice in that moment.
0: Right. I mean, who knows? I don't want to limit God. Like I, I know that. Yeah, I don't want to limit God. So I mean, there, there's no way to know that, but I, I would say like, as far as the, that's unfair, I mean, We hear how that sounds, right? Even if something seems unfair, I mean, you know, if that's how it is, that's how it is. Uh, Whether or not it is actually unfair um, or it's just presumed unfair when it's really not. But in any case, let's just go extreme. Even if it's absolutely unfair and God's like, yeah, this is unfair. I mean, if that's how it is, that's how it is. I don't believe that for a second. But, you know, from like you said, from your standpoint, if you think, well, that's unfair, um, that's how it is. If that's how it is.
3: I
8: could can, but why why are people getting into heaven just for what they believe and not their actions
0: oh. Wait 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 hang on uh agape got oh, going back to you since you fixed your since you fixed your um Oh I really want to answer that hellish um is... But you know I, I
5: probably just tell her read the verse bro Damn,
0: <laughs> just okay just just read the verse and then get back to the discussion we were having I really want to answer hellish question but
5: all right brother it says let me just read it bro." it says for actually i started at 12 right here it says for as many as ha- have sinned without law shall also perish without law and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law for not the hearers of the law are just before god but the doers of the law shall be justified for when the gentiles who have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts. The meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another in the day when God shall judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. I'm leaving it.
1: That does not answer the okay. question.
0: Sorry. That that well, is yeah. Question. Well, hang on. Hang on. Let's, let's not get hang bogged down again. <clears throat> yeah, I am familiar with that. I know there's a lot of discussion about the context of that but sure fair enough thanks for reading that agape back to what you were saying um before you got bad service
5: yeah so like that's that perfect example of what we just experienced this night, bro like um this concept of you not receiving um the holy spirit when it comes to you and it's like um like i couldn't say this unless i first experienced you so um my, every encounter i had with you is like you block out the word of god that's coming to you because you feel like you already know something um and that becomes you actually going against the okay. work of-
0: are you just are you just airing grievances or do you have like a no question?
5: I, my question my original question to you was why don't you believe in the people who god sends to you is what i'm because saying
0: if you're in- talking about you yeah. you are not a person god is sending At best, you are a person acting under your own interest. At worst, you are being sent by your father, the devil.
5: Right. So now when you say that respectfully, do you can you honestly say that you showing the love of Christ to me when I have never disrespected you in no way? But you just disrespected me by telling me that I am of Satan when I've never did anything to you to show you that at all. Do you think that that's of God what you're doing currently? And
0: Nate, let me know you when just, I can. Wait, understand. wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Stop, stop, stop. You just misquoted me right there. No, I, I never misquoted. Wait, wait. Stop, I'm
5: stop. by God, brother. You said it out your mouth.
0: Okay, well we're done. What I'm going to say is you just misquoted me. I said either, I said best case scenario, you're doing this under your own under under your own whatever. I said rewind it a minute and a half. I said at best case, you're doing this under your own abilities, under your own faculties. At worst. <laughs> You're sent or or you're sent by your father, the devil. So that was one option. You just jumped onto that one and said, I'm not showing the love of Christ. I'm disrespecting you. Well, there's a complete other option. So, I mean, I don't know if you have a guilty conscience and, you know, maybe you are sent by the devil. But I I mean, I would more think that you're just here operating under your own faculties and your own sensibilities and you just disagree with me. That's what I really think. Um, But the other option is there. But you didn't consider that. You just went to, you know, I'm calling you of the devil and blah, blah, blah. And, and you discounted the entire first part, so I, I can't have a conversation with someone who's unwilling or unable to you know, correctly quote someone that said something 10 seconds ago. Uh, hellish, why can people? Uh, hang on, Hellish. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm trying to go in order. Um, yeah. Uh, CEO, you were going to say something. Um, about that, before we move topics, sorry.
7: Yeah, I so Haiti in the chat asked, "What did agape do?" um Haiti, what he did was come in the room and started with that allegation of Nate without any context. He didn't explain it. He just said, "Why doesn't Nate? Um, why doesn't Nate? Why does Nate not take the people who God sends to him and reject?" The will of God, or something like that. So that's how he started, and he didn't provide any context. So that—that's what occurred there. There
9: was nothing prior to that.
7: No, he literally came oh. in the room, and it was the first thing out of his mouth. So oh, Haydie, we've, been a, not... we've been trying to yeah, get him this... context. We've been trying to get him to have some context.
0: Yeah, this is about forty minutes ago. Hate it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's don't need. It doesn't need to be about me. Like it's supposed to be ask a, ask a Christian, right? But no, I mean, we just we just couldn't get any clarification. it's like, "Why don't you care about the people God sins? I'm like. Who? Jesus? You? Who? Like we, we couldn't get an answer and finally we got the answer. Apparently he's saying he is someone God is sending to us to correct all of the errors of our ways. Uh, and at that point but, I but am also, not it. I mean I mean that's like I
8: just want uh, I just want to point out that he, you know, said, "Oh, I've done nothing to you" when he he was like, "Well, you're going to hell." He's <laughs> he's sentencing you to hell for not believing what he believes. I think that's a step on the toe.
5: Hey,
0: <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, a know, little bit fucked up.
5: Can I out. get added to the queue for a question?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, right. after hellish, we're we're going in order, and you're right after hellish. So, uh, yeah, and, and Haiti. I mean, at this point, I mean, if I was to believe that that he was sent by God, you may as well say Haiti that you are sent by God to teach me how it's, it's the wrong God or the God of logic is really your God, and you are being sent, and I need to to, you know, to your way. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. So, I mean. But hellish uh, okay go ahead and ask your question again it was how why are we judging beliefs not works uh, hellish
8: yeah what's up sorry uh, your question um yeah I think it was a pretty basic it's a question that we've all asked um, why why does believing? make somebody why does a belief make somebody worthy of heaven but not their actions on earth why why isn't doing good your entire life justify going to heaven but you know if i was maybe a piece of shit for my entire life oh but i believed in the right god then i get to go to heaven
0: so are you <clears throat> Are you like? Do you have a Christian background, or are you like kind of familiar with, um, with the Bible very much about what it says about this topic?
8: Yeah, I tried to be Catholic for like, eighteen years, I and mean, it just didn't work out.
0: Well, that's that's more than the old college try. Um, but okay, so I'd say a few things the Bible does say about this is well, first of all, if you are truly born again and believing, then you're not going to be a piece of poop. That's that's the point. But most religions of the world are moralizing ones, and that, that's, the top, that's the top tier. Christianity is moralizing, but that's not the top tier. There's one tier higher than moralizing, and that is faith. So the Bible makes a couple claims. I'll just go through quickly. But the Bible makes a claim that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you're not pleasing God, that's not good. So you must have faith. And the second one that it makes is our works, our good deeds, no matter how good, how amazing, they are filthy, soiled, dirty rags compared to the goodness and righteousness of God. So it doesn't mean your good works are not good. It means compared to God, they may as well be considered soiled, dirty, filthy rags. They count for nothing. So uh, the, the top tier, because other religions say do good and you know don't do bad and do good stuff, and that's about making a bad person good. Well, Christianity, we believe, is about making dead people alive. So if you're born spiritually dead, we're told this is the Christian paradigm. So we are born spiritually dead. And Jesus says you must be born again. So that's where faith comes in. So regardless of anything good or bad uh, you're doing in your life, I mean, obviously, be a better person than a worse one. But whenever you exercise faith and you know say, Jesus, you say we must be born again. You're praying directly to God, right? Like you're not doing a bunch of like rituals or watching YouTube videos or going to college, you're praying directly to this God and saying, Jesus, I exercise faith that you exist. You said these words. These words are true. We must be born again. I would like that. Make me spiritually alive. Make me born again. Give me eternal life. At that moment, through you know, sincere belief and confession that Jesus is Lord, we believe you now are not a dead spirit. You now are alive and God recognizes you as his own, as one of the children of God so from that point point, then you are,
3: to
8: ask the annoying question
0: well can i finish that front? one uh, i think i can be quick hang on um no. that that was that was the why not good actions versus bad actions then we get to that then we get to the moralizing part right because jesus says if you love me you'll keep my commandments and all the stuff he says are things that generally like secular humanists are in line with like you know check on the uh, widows visit people in prison clothe the needy feed the hungry help the sick so the, these are lots of commands of Christ. So if you do these, if you're just a good moral person with, without Christ, then unfortunately, you know, you're going to hell because you haven't exercised the faith to please God. If you do these things and you're alive in Christ, then great. We're told that we will be judged by our works, uh, not for salvation. Salvation comes by faith. But our works, yes, do count. So uh, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit, by your fruits you will know them, right? So if you say you're a professing Christian and you are a mass murderer visiting pain and suffering and death upon the world, that is incredible evidence that you are not born again. You are not a true Christian because if you were, you would not be a piece of poop. And if you are a piece of poop when you become a Christian, you're going to become less and less of a piece of poop until you are no longer a piece of poop. Okay, I uh, hope that answers Do you want to respond to that before you ask your – you said another question?
8: Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of uh pieces of the poop who just were like, oh, well I'm Christian. So I'm going to heaven. And you made a, you made a pretty good point that you know, you actually have to act on it and be a good person actively. You know, because yes. <laughs> somebody somebody could bring up, you know, oh, well Hitler was a Christian. He thought he was doing good Was he doing good by Christ? No. Is Joel Olstein doing good by Christ? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he's not. Like, there's a lot of Christians that think they're doing well, but there's a lot of people who have not accepted God, right? Like, I just, you know, Buddhists or, you know, whatever religion they may have that are actually being very decent people, doing doing works that I think Christ would approve of, but they just happen to not be Christian so all those good people are going to hell. you yes. know I I, I that, think I think I think God you know and this was what got me out of religion, I think God is smarter than that. I don't I don't think God's just smiting people who just don't believe in Him. I think he actually believes if there is a God that they would actually credit people for being good and not just let people into heaven because they were Christian, but they were, you know, like in the middle ages, just going around killing people, torturing people in the name of Christ, in the name of God. Like,
0: yeah, that's bad. Don't do I- that.
8: I'd like to believe that God is better than that, that God is better than man.
4: So, you know, he's not
8: beholden to the same rules.
4: Yeah,
0: well, hang on on one second. Sorry, I'm trying to get in order. I I know um, Big also wanted to say something, and then Nick, and then we'll we'll get to Big's question. But yeah, so you said a lot of things there, but they're all predicated on everything you said has to be true. Because the end result is, you know, I would like to think God is better than that. The implication being, well, you know, God could suck at his job or God could be bad or maybe you could get to an evil God. Um, But in order to get to those conclusions, everything you said has to be true. So going all the way back to the first thing I remember, um, in theory, you could be a Christian. You could have, uh, you know, a sincere belief in Christ in your heart and go and murder people and do everything bad and still be saved and get into heaven in theory. But in reality, if you truly believe what you say you believe you are going to be pulled. Your conscience is going to be pulled to fall in line with Christ. So even Paul talks about this and says, if you were someone like that, you're not like that anymore. You've been given new life. You've been spiritually awake. So whenever we talk about people who say they're Christians and do bad things in the name of Christians, at what point is that line where like, you know, someone like Joel Osteen, which I mean, you know, I don't know much about anyways. I I know what people say about him, but I haven't heard a lot of him speak for himself. Um, So you have two categories. You have people who say they're Christians and they absolutely are not like, they don't even believe it. Like they're like an atheist pastor. Um, They just do it for the money or whatever. It's a job. They were raised that way, but they they don't have the belief. And you know, you you can also have people that say they're a Christian and they're like, you know, like running around killing people, like in the inquisitions maybe or or whatever. Um, And they're not a Christian. So, you know, they're destined to hellfire anyways, their behavior reflects their actual belief. Or you can also have Christians where they are not as Christ-like as you would want them to be, but we don't know where that line is. Only God knows the heart. So we can judge them by their fruits and say, well, you know, you say you're a Christian and you live very, very Christ-like. Well, congratulations. I'll take you your word. I guess you're a Christian. But if someone says they're a Christian, they may really believe that, but they're, they're mean, they're spiteful, they're like kind of a jerk. And you think, maybe you're not a Christian. That's very spiteful. You're not really Christ-like, but they could be. Maybe they're just like having a long time catching up or they're having a lot of demons of their own to deal with. Not literal demons, but a lot of problems or addictions or past conflict, and they're working through that. So I'm really cautious to pronounce who is or isn't a Christian because ultimately we can judge them by their fruits, and God is the only one who really knows them. So I'd hate for someone on the outside looking in to say, well, you're know, you a a terrible person, and you say you're a Christian because you believe in your sky daddy, blah, 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 when that may be like someone who doesn't even believe it. They're saying it for political gain or something. Or like how many politicians say they're Christian, and people question that. They're like, oh, are you? (laughs) And who knows? Only God does. But for ourselves, it goes back to the dead spirit. Dead people don't do anything. So when, it, like, just put like a shade over them. So like all the people who are not, as Jesus says, born again and alive in Christ, they're just like they're darkened. You see that whole world through a darkened lens. So all the good actions, all the bad actions people are doing, it counts for nothing because they're all spiritually dead. Whenever they become spiritually alive, lift that shade, then you see good and bad actions. Uh, start counting for something not salvation but you start to notice the good and bad actions when they're dead people they don't do anything so the good moral buddhists who don't believe in jesus yet they do good moral stuff it may as well be seen through a darkened lens and you can't tell if they're doing good or doing bad because dead people spiritually don't do anything and that, that's just mm-hmm. the rub of it so ultimately if if someone um i'll end with this and then uh, big and nick um ultimately this is what but, happens that doesn't in like joshua seem right to me. It, I, I know, right? That's why I'm not, I'm not trying to
8: cut you off. That just does not seem right.
0: I, I know.
8: Doesn't seem like something that yeah. a, a real God would do.
0: Hell okay, great. Let, wait, I'm hang sorry. on. Wait, wait, I'll wait. wait, wait. Up. Let me make up. my very okay. Let me make my very last yeah. point. So I, I'm playing to your hand right now. So the end result of all this is Joshua 24. People are grumbling. People are complaining, probably like this, saying, "Well, you know, God didn't do this right, or God could have done this better." Blah, 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 blah. Um, and Joshua turns around and addresses this giant crowd of people that, by the way, have empirical evidence for this God. He's like, gave them food, kept them in the wilderness, kept them safe, all this stuff. But they weren't happy. So he says, Look, if you think it's evil, he actually says this in Joshua 24 in the last part of the chapter. He says, If it seems evil to you to serve this God, uh, or if you'd rather serve the God of your ancestors, um, and we could just throw in no God at all, if you want to serve any other God or no God, make your choice. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So that, that's Christianity. So if you try to be a Christian and you left because whatever reasons left, or if you think if the way I'm explaining it, which I believe is biblically accurate, uh, is how it is, and you just can't get around that and think that if that's true, then God is really mean, or he's bad, or is evil, or no true God at all, then, you know, Joshua 24, choose this day who you will serve. Um, I think it's, it's a misunderstanding of the nature of God, Which is why I don't think he's evil at all. I think he's true and you know like upright and this righteous judge. And there's no one better to be in that position. But if someone else honestly cannot get their head around that and they just cannot shake this feeling that God is bad if this is true, then you know make your choice. Um, And that's just where it is, right? So there's no there's no like appeasing people to like sell a story or sell something to make God seem seem better to them and like you know make God like I I don't know come down to their level and be nice and be like okay guys. Universalism is true. Like, how evil would I be if I don't believe that for a second? Was just trying to get someone in the door and was like, okay, well, you know, maybe maybe God leaves a door open for everyone to be saved and everyone can go to heaven. Then someone else is gonna be like, What about Hitler? He shouldn't be in heaven. So, anyways, um, yeah, this is this is the convictions the Bible lays out. Um, and that's that's just where it is. So if you're not a Christian, because of those reasons, I would strongly urge you to reconsider. Um, I think it's a misunderstanding, but if at the end of the day, that's your choice. Uh, that's that's your choice. But I, I, I've i been promising Big and Nick that could get in um, and then you could get a follow up if you like. But Big.
7: Yeah,
5: uh, I just wanted to read a verse and then I ask my question at the end of this verse. This Romans chapter one, verse 18. So
0: God is... Oh, you're chopping up really bad. Big, you,
8: big, you sound like, like you're are like you 10 big. feet away from the mic. Uh,
0: Nick, go ahead. Maybe Big will get a better signal. Nick, what were you saying?
4: Well, I could I could read what he was wanting to read because I think I know what, where he was going. That's Romans 1, let me see, 18. He's going to talk about the wrath of God being revealed against people who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And I believe where he was going with that is these people that Hellish are talking about, they're actually not good people. They're actually people who are actively suppressing the truth in their unrighteousness. Whatever religion that may take its form or whatever religion they choose or whatever good works they do, they're really suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. They are trying to earn their salvation. And he says it, you know, it, it doesn't seem right for God to do things the way he did. And I have to ask, on by, on what basis? Like what basis of right and wrong are you going by? Good question. Hellish, could is it uh, yeah. possible is it possible, Hellish, that your sense of justice could be different than God's? Um,
8: I don't know if if God said go into this land and kill all of them except for the virgins but take the virgins for yourself that it just it doesn't sit right
4: well yeah, yeah that, that's
0: well that's a good point if someone has the impression that that means go kill all the men and, and children and all that other stuff and you know, totally like have your way and rape the women. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I, I, I'd have to make my own choice. Does Mike make right? Like I'm now serving an evil God. Is that something I want to do? And honestly, if most people believed in an evil god, they would do that. And they so, would be like, Okay, well, I guess I hang on. <clears throat> they would be like, Well, I don't want to burn in hell forever and tortured by this evil god, so I guess I'll just follow an evil god. However, that's not even close to the truth, like objectively, because if you look, I mean, I hate to invoke the Talmud, but I mean, if you look the people who are actually doing this stuff, it was the Israelites and the Talmud explains all the stuff and all their laws. Right? So there is no, like if someone did rape, they're being punished by death. Like that is forbidden. So if someone says, okay, you have to go make war and kill all these men, but you can keep the young virgins for yourself. The implication of rape there, would be an affront to God, and the person who did that would be murdered. So all the Israelites continue existing, so obviously they could not have raped everyone because they all would have been murdered for rape. So that's I, just I not think, how that could I go think down.
8: If I, could, if I can just summarize, mm-hmm. if I can summarize my belief, sure. <laughs> the God in the Bible is not God. You know, it it was men trying to use the idea of God to control people. So, you know, I'm not saying there's just not a God. Maybe there is. I'm not positive on it. But I don't think the God in the Bible would be so bound by men's rules. If, you know...
4: How's he bound back?
1: That, to that's being on your own understanding. Wait, can, can we? As, give in, it?
8: as in, he he will say, like, yeah, it's it's okay to do this. It's okay to do all these. It's okay to kill all these people. That's fine. But but don't harm this person.
4: Yeah, God can bring.
8: It, it just it seems so favoritism.
4: Yeah, it, God it's favoritism. on any nation he chooses through any means he uses if he uses his people to wipe out nations as a form of his judgment using them he could have wiped them out with some kind of natural disaster or rain down whatever fire from heaven he could have done that he's did that before but he has chosen certain places in the old covenant to wipe out nations with his people because they were evil nations and god has every right to do that if they're evil He chooses to use the means of his people to wipe them out He's God. He can do that. He can give life. He can take it away. Yeah, that sounds have-
8: a lot like the, a man. That sounds a lot like a man saying that. Well, God ordained it so what- because I want <laughs> God to favor me to favor my nation over their nation. And it's OK if I go and kill all these fucking people or, you know, this and that. No, I think God would be God also just bigger not, than that, Wait, wait, wait hang smarter on, than uh, that, more wait, wait, ordained. Uh, like,
3: OK,
0: yeah, well, there's a couple things, though, that, again, by your own rules or beliefs. Cause a problem for you. So, first of all, the thing about control, like, you know, Christianity or the Bible is a, is a religion to control people it's like the worst religion ever. If it's meant to control people, people have certainly used it for that. But I mean, if they use it correctly, like, you know, just like, don't say stuff that's in the Bible. Like, what does it say? Give it to Caesar. What Caesars? Like be a good steward, uh, you know, follow your, you know, follow your government basically. Like, so it's saying as long as your world leaders and people in power over you are, you know, not like telling you to worship them, then, you know, do what, do what they command you to do. Even if, if it's like, uh, you know, um, it's just a very bad system for like trying to control people like for governments and for individual people, or I guess in in modern times, even corporations, it's just like, look, this world is not your home. We have a kingdom. That's not of this world. We're going to heaven. So here, as much as it's possible for you live at peace with all men. And then it talks about governments and people and how they're supposed to like all mesh together and how, you know, all, all the rulers are ultimately only in charge because God allows it. Um, but, so, I mean, if it's supposed to be a religion to control people, it does a really bad job because it puts all the control on a spiritual being in another dimension or in, in heaven, in another world. Um, so I, I would just say that. But then the uh, last thing I'd say, and sorry, guys. I know there's lots of people wanting to talk. I, I'm going to try to make room for everyone to, to jump in. But uh, I'm, hellish.
8: Um, I'm sorry I keep interrupting, man. I'm, oh no, that's, I really Well, don't. that's
0: fine. You're the one asking just, the question. Um, yeah. But then you said also, like, you know, who's he to favor? Well, ideally, like I believe personally, I believe that all these things were not just because they were like the sworn enemies of the people of God and like the people of God, you know, had these 613 commands that if you look through them, you may not like them all. You may not agree with them. You may think, well, why are they forbidden from eating pork and shellfish? But you're going to think, oh, well, these are, you know, compared to the people at the time, these are pretty just pretty good commands. These are the good moral people of the day, at least by their laws. It didn't mean they didn't break the laws and punished for it. But there were remedies for it. So if you look at their laws, their, their constitution, if you will, you'll say this is like these are the most moral good people of the day. And then if you look at the people who are there like wiping off the face of the earth, these are their sworn enemies who like have declared eternal war on them and kind of like Iran is today against Israel. Anyways, but they're declaring eternal war on them and how they're going to wipe them off the face of the earth. And it's like, well, if my choice is get wiped off the face of the earth or wiped off the face of the earth, I guess we should do the wiping. And that would go, that would be consistent with actions like you were talking about earlier. The people who okay, are good. Okay, so
8: people. so is everybody that Iran or Islam or anybody that you know may be deemed a radical religion, you know, is everyone that they're going against today evil, uh, well, or, or are they kind of full of shit? And they just want their religion to be right and the only the only religion art of like you know, if you're against Islam, are you then evil? Because that's kind of what you just said about Christianity. You were like oh, Yeah, they they were oh, wait, right because everyone they were going against was wrong.
0: Okay, yeah, well wait, hang on. So that's a great point you make, and, and it's not Christianity. Like, right now we're talking about uh, Israel, Israelites. So, Christianity right. is, like, a few thousand away from, like, Jesus showing up. So, we're talking about the mate, ancient Israelites mate, before Christianity. Mate, I
8: gotta I got call my girlfriend's phone. She lost her phone. I'm sorry. Oh, I okay. really am not trying to leave. Uh, I'll fucking... I would love to talk to you again, but I gotta well, go. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, uh, we'll be here tomorrow. So, yeah, jump back. Add me and, right. and jump back in. Cool, I'd like to continue this conversation. <laughs>
8: i i appreciate i appreciate you talking to me and it was a good conversation without like devolving into a fight and bullshit so i appreciate yeah. that
0: we'll continue this whenever yeah. you uh, get back we'll be here tomorrow take care all right
8: have a good rest of your day
0: yeah you too um i, I would like to go ahead and answer that though uh, what i was going to say is oh gosh i remember the thought real fast and then we'll move on to the other other people um in line sorry guys um but yeah, so, so I was going to say, that, first of all, it's before Christianity. So we're just talking about Israelites, and this has nothing to do with me except, you know, same God. So it's not just like how in, in Islam, which that's the case. If you want to make a case against, you know, what he's making, go to Islam. That's a great religion to make that case for um, or against. But in the Israelites, it's not just like, well, we believe right, and we're good moral people doing good moral things. Um, and then these other people, because they don't believe in the same God of us as us they're automatically evil and they must be destroyed no 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 we're we're talking like what he said about actions like it is people who have the law thou shalt not murder thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not covet all these other things like you shall worship the lord your god only and then we're comparing like these people who they're they're good moral people again not that there's not evil ones breaking the law but their law is is a good moral compass it's a good moral law like do good don't do evil stuff like that and the people they're fighting against and wiping off the face of the earth are not just good innocent people with a different belief system they are sacrificing their innocence to moloch they are burning people alive they are doing human sacrifices they are having sex with animals like this is like archaeological like like proven and their culture so these are not just like two sets of good moral people and now they're deciding to like wipe each other off the face of the earth these are people who on one you have a law that governs them to being good moral people and on the other one, you have evil deities they are serving, where they are sacrificing people, committing rape, murder, incest, bestiality, all this messed up stuff. And those people are saying, we declare war on Israel, we will kill you all. And God's like, no, 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 you go kill them. Anyway, that's the point I'd like to make. Um <laughs> Does anyone, anyone want to say something quickly on that? Yep. And then I think Heretic was next. Yeah, I think Go was, ahead, Travis.
10: I, I was really wanting to challenge him on why it was wrong for the Israelites to kill all, all the women except the virgins, because I think they read this verse and they've been uh, – They've been confronted by Muslims because when Muslims typically see the word virgin, they instantly think it's for sex. You know, it's like because it's religion, Muhammad's whole uh, message was based around his private parts. But um, so <laughs> I would ask him what would have been wrong with God doing this and ask him if he understands the context of the story, um, because most of the time they don't. You know, God, God is judging these women, seducing these Israelite men to follow their pagan gods that complete with, you know, that come complete with child sacrifice and, and And, um, you know, burning their kids on hot altars and things like this. Nobody would say it's wrong for God to wipe these women out. Now, the virgins that were saved alive for because they were virgins in Numbers 31 is because they're not guilty of the crime committed back in Numbers chapter 25. You know, so nobody would say it was wrong for God to kill Hitler. You know, it's like nobody would do that in their right mind. I think we just simply point out maybe you even misinterpreted the Bible and you don't even understand the story you're reading, that you should take a whole new approach uh, to reading the Bible and trying to understand it. Are you saying every
9: woman did that? Like every single woman? Well, no, no, no,
10: no, 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 We're not saying every, every single woman. So the command was for the Midianite women that seduced 20,000 Israelite men, right? kill all just one or two women right it's not just one or two um well that's a good point um
9: then there would be um, innocent non-virgin women who are killed right
10: yeah so the 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 virgins that were saved alive in numbers 31 is because they were not guilty of the crime of numbers chapter 25 right but that's
9: not what i said i said so they would be innocent
10: non-virgin Women, sure, who were killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've actually I spoke to a couple of rabbis concerning these uh, chapters because it bothered me when I was a new c- Christian, and um, the the whole law of the Torah would have been uh, applied, right? Um, that you know the, that uh, the death penalty is established at the mouth of two or three witnesses. These women were engaging in orgies with twenty thousand Israelite men. Um, and when and when they seduced the Israelite men to follow their gods, they were cooking them on hot their children on hot idols, passing their children through the fire, things like this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, Haiti. To your point, if there was if there's like twenty thousand, you know,
0: orgy ridden women, and there was like one that was like not, and she accidentally got killed. I, I think that's where you're going, or she got killed because you know she she got included in the mix of the twenty thousand, and she was somehow like sparkling innocent. And she, and she unjustly was killed. Well, great. It's just like you know, you would hope for abortions. Aborted babies go to heaven. I'm, sh- I'm sure that works itself out. Um, but the real point I wanted to make. Oh, I know, I forgot. I forgot the real point I wanted to make. Anyways, uh, heretic, you were next. Uh, what's up, heretic? Thanks for being patient.
3: Uh, can I go after him? I'll go after him.
0: Uh, well, we've got a couple other people in line. Uh, Nick and Travis have at least spoken. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to you in order. Uh, heretic, what's up? Oh, are you speaking in three? Uh, what, well, Heretic? What's that? Oh, are you just listening?
6: Uh, for now, just because I'm not quite on my lunch yet. Uh, I got okay. a couple sites to do, and then I'll be taking lunch, and I'll be at the, the two cents. And, uh, I
11: will say this, though, Nate.
6: Uh, I'm absolutely impressed with your answer, brother.
0: Well, Thanks. Um, I mean, I, I do try, I, I think a lot of the answers come from just, just reading the Bible. Um, I mean, there may be some like thoughts in there, but I, I really think the, the Bible, you know, has, has lots of the answers. Like if you, I don't know. I mean, I try just to like, be like, here, here's what the Bible says. Um, you know, anyone can do it, but uh, yeah, Nick and Travis, you have spoke a little bit. Um, let me get to St. and Phil who haven't said a word and then we'll bounce back to you for your actual questions. Cause I know you just like weighed in on the other guy, but yeah, St. What's up St.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, good,
0: morning. good morning. Good morning.
8: With 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 that guy like speaking about God like doing evil to people, is it a good explanation that like we would all say locking people in cages is evil, but if people do evil, then it's good to lock people in cages?
0: I mean, probably something like that. I mean, so, it's like, like God you know, never. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's the same, crowd, never, that, uh, the same crowd that wants to say God is, is evil on one hand, and why doesn't the wicked get punished? Why doesn't God do something about the evil people? And then whenever God does something about the evil people, then they say, why is God doing something about the evil people? Why isn't God, you know, more merciful? So that that's kind of what I find. Like, like God this, is this, never... Oh, in so our Bible, like,
8: God's never just randomly God's never like just randomly gone and attacked people. It's always been for, for good reason. Like there's nowhere in the Bible where it's like, oh, these people don't believe in me, so I'm gonna go kill them.
0: It's it's for hundred oh, good
8: reason why
0: he and if you just read I, I don't know if you're trying to be quiet or if you keep breaking up, but I mean and if people will just read the Bible, it tells you the reasons. So, you know, the, the easy answer is most people don't read the Bible. They just read the bad parts, and they don't read the whole thing to see the progression and which godless tribe is trying to destroy Israel this week, um, and they don't see it. Or if they do see it, they're like, okay, I get that, but surely an all-powerful God, you know— and they'll throw in lots of omnis that aren't there, like omnibenevolent. There's no basis for that in the scripture. But they'll throw in a lot of stuff they've heard from being raised in church or reading the Bible a thousand times. And they'll say, well, surely, though, even if God is all the God he's supposed to be, he could magically do something to prevent, like, like we just talked about with Hades' example. Like if there's 20,000 guilty people and one innocent person, he could magically pluck that person up. I and mean, who knows? Maybe he did. Maybe he transported them away somewhere. We don't know that. Um, anyways. But why would God need people to do divine judgment and stuff like that? And then you cite verses like where God, you know, people were sacrificing idols and turning their back on God. And the earth opens and swallowed like a hundred and something thousand of them. But then that's bad. Why don't they have trials? Why don't they determine people's guilt by weight on a stone or something like that? So, I mean, if people want to justify um, a reason to not entertain this God, they're going to. Like I keep going back to like this one guy and, you know, perhaps Michael. But this one guy I met from the Netherlands once. It was, like, the most, like, innocent atheist I have ever encountered. Like, he just wandered in one of these rooms on Google, like, a decade ago. He's like, hey, I, I what is this room? Ask a Christian. And he's, like, uh, asking some stuff. And he's, like, kept stopping me. Like, I was saying some basic stuff about Jesus. And, I mean, he had heard Jesus before, but just barely. So, like, I couldn't say anything about Jesus that he didn't stop me. And he's like, I've never heard this before. I've never heard this. I'm like, Really? He's like, yeah, I I just am an atheist and I don't know about this. I want to know what you guys think about, you know, Jesus and Christianity. And I'm like, so why don't you believe? And, you know, it was just like the most innocent atheist ever. He didn't have any bias. He wasn't raised in church. He didn't have like a bad, mean Christian parent. The guy is like as close as to Tabula Rossel as you can get. He just never heard about God. So that may be one of the people. So I told him about God and, you know, he didn't convert right there. He's like, well, thank you for sharing. Now I know. It's like, I don't have a problem with Christians. I don't have a problem with religions. I don't even know about it. So I'm like, wow. So, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a chunk of the Netherlands that has now heard the gospel of Christ, um, just like the people in the Amazon rainforest. We don't know. Um, But Phil, you asked to go next a long time ago. Sorry, Phil, taking so long. What's up, Phil?
3: I have a question. So do you believe in the gift of tongues? Uh, Yes. Okay, but as in, as in, like, what, 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 what do you think it is? Like, do you believe that it's glossolalia? Or like, or do you believe that it's an actual, like, do you believe it's an actual language, a prayer language?
0: Uh, so I believe that, first, uh, let's put the glossolalia on the side for just a second. I believe just like the Bible says, the gift of tongues would be to communicate in other languages uh, with, with the idea of it being a miraculous sign that if someone who doesn't speak a known language is speaking that language to people and they know that he doesn't speak that language and it's for communication of the gospel. I, I that, believe that's, he... well, I'm not done either. <laughs> so I, I believe that's that's the absolute, like, uh, like rock bottom of tongues. That's what it is. That's what it was for, is to communicate the gospel and show signs and wonders so people would believe. That would be a miracle.
3: Yeah, but the reason why I asked that question is because, And this means no disrespect. It's just, how can you do a room like this and you don't even know that, you don't even know, uh, you you need to be very knowledgeable of the word. You need to be wise, you know? And what you're saying is that you only believe that tongues is a way to, basically, you're basically saying that tongues, it's not in the Bible, that, that tongues is just basically a way to talk. If somebody is from China and they don't know English and the guy is, it's just a way for him to, talk Chinese to the guy, you know? But it with through relationship with Christ, you will get to know that tongues is actually a prayer language that you can I'm, actually... I'm, you can I'm actually, just uh, gonna... You can okay, actually, you know what?
0: Phil, I will answer you. I, you, As if angels have just parted the skies and given me an answer to a question I've been asking. Phil, I'm happy to maybe bring you back up in a minute. I hope you stick around. I was wondering recently, people have jumped in this room in the last two weeks and been hypercritical of me, Steph, the room, how um, you know unchristian we are, how we don't listen, how we don't share the gospel enough. And after painstakingly recounting the experiences, almost all of them have apologized from their ignorance because they came in, listened for five minutes and jumped down our throats about how we're being Christians wrong and they're being Christians better and they're here to instruct us. Jesus has a whole thing about remove the log from your eye before you go to your brother about the speck in theirs. So there are people I will listen to who give me criticism and I will take that in this case though, I've been praying about this and wondering about this. At what point should I take criticism as to not be prideful and to be humble and just with humility, accept criticism and try to do better And at what point should I put up a wall and say, no, you are incorrect. I am correct in this. And I've just got an answer. It's people like you. You specifically cut me off two times to jump down my throat telling me I don't know what tongues is. While if you would have listened another minute and a half, I was going to wrap up everything and probably agree with you. So let's see how this is. I hope you stick around. And I don't know. Maybe you need to repent. Um, But I would say... Pardon me. <clears throat> At its inception, that is the rock bottom gifting of tongues to communicate miraculously in a language you don't speak the gospel. Then I believe that what people call glossolalia through the culture, through whatever they pick that up, through however they come up with the syllables and, and the words and the stuff they do, I believe God can communicate through his church that way. Except then the lines get blurred, kind of, is it really a glossolalia, which, which is interpreted, but that's in quotes, and it's really like a word of knowledge, or something like that? It could be one of those. But generally speaking, yes, I've been in church services where I've heard people who don't speak in a written-down language, you would call it glossolalia, yet the, quote, interpreter, whether they're independently giving a word of knowledge and calling it interpretation or it's a legitimate interpretation, I'm fine with either. I think it's a big God. We don't need to limit God. But so, glossolalia and the interpretation is a very good, sound message that the church needs to hear. Um, So I believe in that. And then, um, I believe in, you mentioned a prayer language or a private prayer language. Yes, and instead of likening that to the scripture that talks about tongues and interpretation, I believe that goes to Paul when he says, When you don't know how to pray, the spirit will pray for you with groans and utterings that that are indecipherable. And people often, I interpret that as glossolalia, but that means when you're in private, you're not in the public square like the Pharisees, you're in your own room, you're at your end of yourself, you don't know the words to say because you're in such a place of despair or the world is falling down around you and you can't find words and they come out as like wails or groans. Or glossolalia, because that's the cultural thing that you just latch on That would be when the Spirit himself is praying for you, interceding with groans and utterings, and perhaps glossolalia, because you don't know the words to say. And there is great spiritual gratification in that, and I believe in that. So I'd like to think that you'd be like, oh, I agree with you. Um, unfortunately, you cut me off twice to tell me, I don't believe everything I just told you I believe. So, um, thank you um, for revealing this to me. Um, I, I am confident now I have my answer on at what point to listen to people and take criticism versus uh, perhaps not. Goodness, Michael. This is how this whole day's been.
11: I just actually, wanted... that,
0: that's wrong. Uh, heretic, right? Her, 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 not heretic, um, uh, hellish. Uh, that was actually a good conversation. Like, he, he really doesn't like the idea of God of the Bible, but he was polite and civil. So, I. Not the whole day has been like that.
11: I just want to hear you say glossolalia a bunch of times. It's funny. Um, <laughs> how's everybody doing this morning? Um, I saw, I saw Skylar was in here a couple minutes ago and then I, I guess he left. Who? Bad. Skylar, Skylar Fiction? Yep. I saw him. He was in the, he was in the audience. <laughs>
0: he didn't even say
10: hi. That guy hates
0: me.
11: We used to be friends. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I saw him there. Um, oh. I was hoping to, I was hoping to chat with him. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, uh, so I came in just to hear you say a few different things, talking about, oh, you know, God omnipotent, omniscient, all these other things, and omnibenevolent, which the Bible doesn't talk about. It. And you're right, the Bible, I think there's that verse anyway that says God is, all, um, God is all good. But there is a verse that says God is love, right, First John 4. Yes. Um, and then there's a biblical definition of love in First Corinthians 13. So while you may not be able to say God is all good, um, you can say that God is love because the Bible says that, and then unless you want to come up with some kind of funky definition for what love is, or the apologetic that I think will be offered is well, God is all love, but God is also all just, uh, which is what I hear all the time. Um, then it can be harder to reconcile, specifically for somebody like me. Oh, I won't speak for anybody but myself. When you when you see the things that happen in the Bible and you say, well, this doesn't, this doesn't comport with someone you know that says, you know, God's love, right? unless you want to say that it's quote unquote loving to do some of the things that God does and then enters the apologetic of, well, God is also just right. Anyway, that's, that's my thoughts on, and I didn't catch the whole thing, but that's the part that I did catch. So that's the part that I'll comment on.
0: Uh, Noted. How else is your day going?
11: Uh, Everything's going good.
0: Um, (laughs) You've been having to duck out for work related stuff the last few days.
11: What a pain in the ass work is. Yeah. I, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's I, I mean I joke I, I love my job I love my job but uh oh. like I was I was joking around with Steph yesterday um because I was in for a little bit and only got a chance to say a couple things and then again work got in the way it was just after you left you had to leave you had to duck out for something um but yeah no it's uh it's fine but yeah it's been it's hard like because of what I do when work is busy it generally means things aren't going well so it's like a, a weird kind of um it's a weird kind of paradox, right? Where, you know, I I love my job, but then when my job is busy, it's because, you know, like I said, good things aren't happening. So weird way to look at things, but yeah.
0: And uh, Travis uh, and St. And Heretic, I want to see if you're talking in just a second. Uh, So please don't leave. I I, I hope this will be quick, but I wanted to ask Michael something Um, not, not to get political, but hopefully we can just touch on, touch on it and then jump back to these other guys. But I, I just, was watching this thing. It was like a compilation of like, I don't know, TikToks or Twitter stuff, tweets um, from mostly Canadians. Uh, there were some other countries mixed in, but it was mostly Canadian people um, yesterday um, over the last, like, I don't know, month or a couple weeks or so. And it, it, it was mostly like a couple guys. It was mostly like single mothers and they were like freaking out. They were like crying and, you know, talk about like when you're at the end of yourself, um, you know, if, if they were Christians, that's where the spirit may perhaps pray for them. Uh, but they, they were like, at their end, they were like crying and tears all in their faces and stuff. And they were saying like how they're like trying to get out of Canada. They can't live there. Like they, their cost of everything is like crushing them. They can't afford food. They were saying how it's like $5 for two apples and like 10 bucks for like eggs. And um, the last thing was kind of in, in your per- profession, that one woman said like, you know, we have free health care, but it, I, they're on a waiting list for mental health. That's a year away. It, are these people just like paid actors in your i i mean i have my view but like just starting from the most charitable which is like the farthest away from my view um what do you think these people are just like paid actors or this is like a small sampling out of the majority who are having a great life and things are affordable or is this becoming more and more of a thing there um
11: so, so it's interesting um uh and maybe interesting timing on the conversation. I did grocery shopping yesterday. Uh, I bought eggs, it was $3.69, uh, and I bought a bag of Granny Smith, my favorite apples, uh, and it was around four bucks. So I, while I can't speak for what it's like everywhere, and there may be some you know, kind of local uh, areas where things are, are more expensive, um, but yes, uh, you know, it, it does cost more to, to do your groceries than it does a couple of years ago. I'm not an economist. Um, I don't know how much of that is inflation. I don't know how much of that is supply and demand, recovery from the pandemic. I don't know. Um, but if somebody's saying they, they paid ten dollars for eggs, um,
0: a carton, whatever a carton in Canada is, yeah, a cartons
11: usually twelve, right? Um, that doesn't seem to to uh, that doesn't seem to jive with any of my experiences.
0: Maybe it was like um, a small bodega or something instead of like a Costco.
11: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, convenience stores always charge a premium, anyway, right? Like, so, you know, like if yeah. you go to the corner store and you need something, they always jab you, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you pay. For, you pay for that "quote unquote" convenience, um, or
4: about the maybe it was health? like.
11: Okay parties? that that is yeah that is something that is yes there is a backlog um, there is a backlog it's terrible um, wh- I've been part of a group that's been advocating for um, a a kind of like mental health ER to be set up. Because what happens so often is people go to, uh, like like people will go to the hospital in crisis, whatever that may be. And kind of the typical protocol, unless they are trying to actively hurt themselves at that particular moment, the typical protocol is to observe them. You know, put them in a safe room and observe them. And they can sit there for hours upon hours at a time. And if, if this was to happen at like 11 o'clock at night, well, there aren't there aren't always psych consults available at eleven o'clock at night, so they sit there the whole night. Um, so yes, that is a problem. Um, I don't know that there's a quick uh, solution because there isn't pr- there aren't private services either for that type of thing. Um, but it is it isn't a bad way that I would uh, that I would agree with.
0: All right, I just wanted your take on that. Um, But yeah, to not stay there. Um, Let's see. Uh, Heretic, are you on your lunch break yet, or are you still waiting to speak? Perhaps he's still waiting.
3: Um, Yeah, I'll just be a few more minutes, boys. I'll be with you. Thanks.
0: Thanks. What's up, Travis? Did you... Um, have anything else to say, or did you actually want to ask a question? I think you just weighed in some other people, but
10: did you have anything on your mind? Or no, nah, man, I just wanted to jump on the numbers 31 thing, but um, I did come up here to let you know that you have a celebrity and audience, uh, Steph. Um, so I was just coming up to let you know she's down there, probably with her hand up.
9: Wow,
0: well,
10: I, I, I. I... I always invite her as soon as I
0: see her. Um, she, she's been, oh, here she comes. Oh, Steph, I was going to do the dinosaur thing to get you on stage. No, the celebrity so I, I,
2: thing I also works. That will
0: work. Better. Oh. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, usually I try to respect her time because she's, she's like, oh, sometimes I'm, I'm talking or working or I can't deal with that. Nah, I don't like your face. Um, so I try not to invite her all the time. But um, oh. anyways. Steph, right. how long
12: were we in the audience before the rest of hey, us even, even noticed you?
0: Three minutes, how long maybe. Yeah.
10: To be fair, when I think, think it's a couple hurry. of hours. No, Nate sends me
6: the invite within like thirty seconds, <laughs> and then I just hold on to it. All right, yeah. fine.
10: <laughs> well, the rest of us are selfish. We don't care how busy she is. We just want to hear her talk.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like this, Mad Travis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Travis your mod <laughs> god
10: bless
0: you guys perfect uh, saint are, do you have a better signal now do you want to say anything i, I think you're kind of chopping out before unless you um i don't know three two one it's been quite a day steph
6: what's been happening
0: what's not i don't know anyone want to recap <laughs>
10: Man, I heard a lot of shots fired at you this morning, Nate. You're not a Christian. You're not portraying the love of Jesus. That's, that's basically it.
0: Yeah. The, the most, like, I think civil conversation came from a guy that really um hated the concept of the God of the Bible. <laughs> um, and that was the most civil one.
10: Yeah, he didn't understand how God doesn't just award people for being good people, you know, like good works and things like that. So that was his, his basic argument.
0: Well, it's like how you – goodness, I'm channeling Roy. It's like how you see a thing is how you treat a thing, right? So if you see God as, you know, wiping people off the planet and being a, a mean guy and, like, just, you know, rolling over people and, you know, like good little people innocently sacrificing their babies to Baal while God punishes them, I mean, if you see God as like mean and vengeful and, you know, why can't God just snap his fingers? Why doesn't he just snap his fingers? And you know, that, that's kind of the out you give God. And if he doesn't take it, he either doesn't exist. Or if he does exist, he's evil um, or limited. Well, that's how you're going to treat him versus, you know, the other side, this, I believe the correct side that thinks that, you know, I mean, the Bible, if you just read the entire thing, explains a great, great detail and the things that are, are left, uh, Undetailed can be further detailed in the Talmud because most of the time we're talking about stuff like laws and rules and wars and battles, which is further explained how these things happen in the Talmud. So not a Christian thing; it's a Jewish thing. It's a people whose history this actually is thing. Um, but then beyond that, it's just like, well, you know the qualities and characters of God. So God can't be, you know, these good, merciful, gracious qualities and justice, um, and also willy nilly be evil. So there, there's a tension there, and it's not that people didn't know what they were writing the Bible. Like, so they're, they're, it's not like someone was writing good stuff about God and someone else was writing about how bad God is and the two never had a conversation. Or like, oh, oops, I guess we need to edit this. Like, that's very unlikely. People knew what they were writing. So anyway, that's kind of where we are. Uh, Steph, did you invite Abdullah?
10: I, I see mm-hmm. he's here. Uh-oh. Was I not supposed to do that? I saw his hand up, Nate. Nope, that just means you get to talk to him. All oh. right, Abdallah, what's your question Damn. for Travis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: be quiet um, as long as I can. It may only be a minute. Why, why is that? Uh, go ahead. Did you have a question, Abdallah?
13: Yeah, so I, I have a few questions. I came across this um, room yesterday, and since then I've written down some questions. My first one would be, uh, and to be honest um, I'm directing it to Nate if he doesn't want to answer then you can pass the question okay, to someone okay fine else. I'll, I'll uh, answer thank you kindly uh, what led you to embrace your current faith and what aspects of it resonate most with you
3: uh,
0: what led me to it um, I had a understanding I was I grew up in a Christian church so I had an understanding with all the stories and all the stuff you're supposed to do to be a Christian and then at one point in my life, uh, really in my early teen years, and, and especially in my later teen years, I looked into it more, not just from like a, you know, a story or something my parents told me, but for myself. And especially in my later teen years or mid teen years, I really did what the Bible said. Like Jesus says, if you want this eternal life, if you want uh, to be aware and united with your creator then pray directly to Jesus. Seek God, open your heart, be humble, be sincere. And that's exactly what I did. And whenever I did this, um, it was just like the something I became spiritually aware. Like I became aware that the Bible is absolutely the word of God. Like I've been told that, wasn't sure if I believe that. I don't think you have to believe it to be a Christian. But something just spiritually made me aware that, yes, this is the true word of God. And God, uh, God is real, and it is Jesus of the Bible. So I, funny enough, I did exactly what the Jesus in the Bible says to do, and the result was I became spiritually aware, and it was confirmed. Uh, that's, that's what led me to the belief. That's why I believe that. So it wasn't just like reading a book and I just do what a book says. Um, I, I mean, you know, I did what the book says, but in this case, doing what the book says was praying directly to God. So I did that, and I believe God confirmed it.
13: Uh, have there been any moments in your spiritual journey where you've encountered any doubt or uncertainty? If you did, how did you navigate those moments?
0: Um. So the only time, I don't even know if I mean we. The closest thing I came to uncertainty was a point in my maybe l- uh, later teen years, maybe like mid to late teen years, um, when I I was not always you know a wonderful child. So I was kind of started like reading other stuff about like different philosophies, like Buddhism, um, um, something, some other ism and like, you know, like Wicca and some things like that. Like just started like looking into that. There were some people I knew who were into that stuff. So they gave me some literature and I I was reading about that and I thought, oh, this will be great if, you know, I can find my path in one of these things and then that's going to drive my parents crazy. Ha, ha, ha. I was such a punk. Anyway, so I, I read this stuff and I looked into it And it wasn't very long before I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, this stuff is nonsense. Like, I I couldn't even hardly digest this stuff. I'm like, this is just stupid. Um, So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to find another way to annoy my parents, which I I did. But I'm like, as far as the religion, um, you know, they got the God thing right. So I I guess we're just going to agree on Jesus and Christianity because I believe they're right. And I'm not willing to believe that I'm going to be wrong Just to spite my parents, I want to follow what is true. So if that means me and my parents have the same religion, then fine. Uh, Most people think that was a good thing. I thought it was a bad thing because, you know, as a jerk, um, we've made peace since then. But anyway, yeah, so that was the closest I came to doubt. Um, Because like I said, I was like just made spiritually aware. It's like binders were taken off and now I see the full picture. So, I mean, I can't deny that. Um, I guess I tried to like explore other things or find other avenues and, and try to add some more stuff to it. But, I mean, you know, I was unsuccessful at doing that. Um, And now looking back, I just think, how stupid was I? Like, nah, it's nonsense.
10: Cool. Uh,
13: So what role does community and fellowship play in your faith? And how does it contribute to your spiritual growth?
0: Well, I think, like, the Bereans in in the Bible, it talks about this group of Bereans who searched the scriptures daily. Um, So they were in community because they wanted to make sure everything they were taught Uh, was scripturally accurate so if they would hear a missionary or hear someone talking about jesus or talking about christianity um you know they would search the scriptures they'd search the scrolls and make sure it lined up so i think community can can help us develop it can disciple us and help us learn more so you know the only thing we ultimately need uh to get into heaven is to recognize jesus christ as our lord and savior someone who died was buried and rose from the dead and ask him to make us born again Forgive our sins, repent, stop doing bad stuff and turn away from it and turn towards Jesus and ask him for eternal life. If you know enough to believe that and ask Jesus, pray to Jesus for that, then you're saved. The Holy Spirit, God himself, will live with you and continue guiding me, uh, guiding you. Uh, But if we have the benefit of community, that can be faith building. It can help you accurately discover scriptures and, you know, it can help you flesh out finer doctrines, not necessarily to save you because you're already saved. But it can help you grow in your walk, like the last thing I'll say. Paul talks about, you know, at a certain point, you need to stop drinking the milk of the Word and get on the meat of the Word. So instead of just being mm-hmm. like, yes, I, I believe in Jesus, I'm saved, great. Now what are you going to do about it? It's like, live like Jesus. So if you have your salvation and, you know, you're still a jerk of a person, become more Christ-like. Get into the meat of the Word. Like, learn about what Jesus actually did. Learn how he says you should visit widows, visit the orphans, you know, help the sick, feed the hungry. Like, you know, you should be doers of the word, not just hearers. So community can yeah, help a lot with of... that.
13: Yeah. Um, can you describe a personal experience or an encounter that deepened your faith or led to any spiritual insight?
4: Is
0: it this... uh, that, that first? The...
12: is he just reading from a list?
0: Well, he said yeah, he I said he had questions them from them yesterday.
4: Questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he said he was here yesterday so and just written. Had
12: some questions. List of questions.
13: Uh, how many I more are there? Out of curiosity. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually have quite a few. So uh, when oh. someone else wants to ask a question, or you want me to stop, just Well moment, yeah, let's
0: well, well, let's do like maybe maybe just a couple more because I I don't want to like hog all the room. Um, but but yeah, I mean, come back come back tomorrow. Like I, maybe it's the narcissist in me that likes likes answering questions. But <laughs> um, okay, so no, the the first why exp- the what did you say a spiritual experience or what was that yeah, question? So
13: an experience or an encounter that deepened your faith.
0: Uh, yeah, the, the initial one, like that, that's the most striking experience um, I've ever had, like whenever I, I did what the Bible said and what Jesus said, and I prayed to him. And uh, it was just just like, a, a, I don't even know how to explain it to someone that hadn't shared that like a quickening or just like you were just like aware, like no warm fuzzies, no goosebumps. It's just like, wow, like, I, it's like another sense has just been like realized, um, like, I'm aware of the spiritual world is real, it does exist. And I mean, that hit me like, you know, a metaphorical lightning bolt. Um, And then there have been subsequent experiences like that all throughout my life, all throughout my journey. Um, But that, that was absolutely the the biggest one. That was like the key to all awareness. Uh, Let's, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do one more question. Then we'll get some other people in here and have them talk about uh, whatever too, if you like.
13: I'm just uh, going through to see which which question I should ask
10: hey Abdullah can you give me a follow man I like to do rooms on uh, teaching the Muslims where the Quran tells us to be Christians uh, so if you, if you give me a follow <laughs>
12: uh,
10: you know for will give me a follow I'll show you I promise you
12: are you a Muslim
10: no no actually I'm a Christian
12: no, I'm, ask- yeah, no, no, I'm,
10: I'm doing- asking... Yeah, I know you are. Oh, I'm doing yeah. <laughs> it.
13: Uh, I mean, the name and the picture should give it away. Well, no, <laughs> no, yeah, no but you could
12: be... Like you could just be someone who lives in the Middle East. It sounds like no, no, just from the quest. Okay, so yeah. Why are you asking those questions? Okay, so my question to you is, why are you asking those questions? Why aren't you telling him why Islam is true? I don't know why you need and to because, interview him. No, don't ask him to give me a
10: follow. We'll do it another time. Oh,
0: no, I'm just uh, asking him something
12: your, different. Yeah, to I think, saying, I, I think
10: she's saying.
0: I think she's saying, you know, why do you just assume he's a Muslim based on his no, profile? Picture no, I'm his not, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> asking him why. He's <laughs> a slave of Allah. Yeah. well, not... you were better. Can you ask us questions because these other ones are getting us in some trouble? I'm
12: asking Did him you... why he's asking <laughs> Nate those questions. That's my question. Oh. as a Muslim, why is he not saying to Nate, "Hey, you've got it wrong, bro"? Uh, let me tell you about why percent. you're wrong and i'm right but instead uh, I mean, he's just uh, like to tell me a life story so it's obviously yeah. like leading somewhere right you, you you're on um, some sort of t- no, t- t- tree of questions. questions okay yeah just no, no, i have on.
13: many questions i don't have a final question or like a final statement a genuine conversation uh obviously i'm a real person he's a real person this is an opportunity i've only been on clubhouse for a week um, and this is probably the only opportunity I have to talk to a Christian. I don't... Uh, I, like, even in person, I, I'm friends with maybe one Christian. But uh, even then, I, I don't feel like they're comfortable enough to... Like, they'll always feel like I'm judging, <laughs> you know, no matter the question. I'm genuinely curious. I
12: see. So it's curiosity because you don't really know a lot of questions i don't know you have you trying to figure out why they okay that's oh, haiti,
1: this
0: you, could be he, leading he, him he, home wait wait so, someone's oh hang on someone's got a, someone's got a lot of static wait wait let's figure out the static that is killing me who's got the static oh the okay bro that's super bad audio you, you need to fix that but abdullah did you did you find uh your last question and by the way like i appreciate it uh yeah we can turn that around haiti why do you expect expect all Muslims to be combative <laughs> no, I, know you you I know you don't i know you don't
13: like you expected that yourself right you said three minutes, and you'd probably lose it.
0: Um, You're right. I did have a feeling. <laughs> well, it's I nice I to understand. be pleasantly surprised, right? Because like, there's there's not a lot of people, um, like, uh, I don't know, like, um, like you here. Um, so, you know, we could get jaded and have preconceived notions, which is bad, because, you know, there are some Muslims who I've, I've talked to and I'm friendly with, and, you know, we have pleasant conversations, although we disagree. Um, you know, there are some Christians who you'll be able to have pleasant conversations and they won't railroad you and, like, you know, tell you how you're possessed by demons and stuff like that. And you can get along and have good conversations, but then you're going to have other Christians who you think, my gosh, are they Christians? Um, anyway, so, you know, you said you've been in clubhouse a week. Um, Lord have mercy on you. But, um, anyways, you can always come back here. Amen. We're usually pretty, pretty easy going, but yeah, did you have a final question there?
5: Hey guys. Um
13: Sorry. Uh, I, I guess it since it's my final question uh and uh first comment i saw when i got up on stage was about trinity don't go trinity uh my final question would be in your view what is uh, oh, okay so some critics argue that the trinity is not explicitly mentioned in the bible how do you respond to this do you have a verse on the top of your head or something uh, yeah I so, look up, something i should read so,
0: yeah, so quickly, and yeah, and it's not to, like, cut you off. I mean, I, I love questions, but, um, you know, I, I only have limited time. Like, if you get here, like, two hours before before now, tomorrow, I'll be able to have lots more time. Um, so it's just a time constraint. But yeah, so, I mean, the first thing I do is go to the very first page in the Bible. I believe that's where you start to see the Trinity when you have uh, the geographical location for the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy, this Holy Spirit hovered on the face of the deep, on the waters of the earth. And uh, God is talking— and i believe you have the father talking to the son who says let us create man in our image and then thousands of years later you know we have humans and when jesus shows up he looks like a human and we look like jesus so who would he who would he talk to and i believe that's in the very first page of the bible is where you start to see the trinity you have the father son and holy spirit all identified as god as the spirit of god um yet represented as three distinct persons and then the last thing i'll say is john the baptist in the different accounts where Jesus is being baptized by John the Baptist, you have the physical Jesus, the human body of Jesus, uh, fully God, fully man, going into the water, being baptized. And you have the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from the heavens. And you have, I believe, the voice of the Father calling out from the heavens, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So I believe it's things like that, that you, you have a very hard time not seeing the Trinity in that. And it's like, well, how do you make sense of that? Because Jesus Himself says, "Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one." Um, so I believe it is one God. Yet we clearly see the Spirit of God and the Son of God, um, all divine, all divinity. Um, so I, I believe that those are the really oh, good cases. I now, so can
13: I add?
10: Can I add to that just for real quick? We don't, we don't believe that God has to use the word Trinity. That the the concept is there in Scripture, uh, Abdullah. You know, just uh, we believe that God can be on earth and enthroned in heaven at the same time without God using the word Trinity. The the implications are there in Scripture, right? Just like if you were to read a book about a guy named uh, Jim who wore a a woman's dress and wore high heels and wore a wig at night. You would derive the concept that Jim is a a cross-dresser without the word cross-dresser being used. So the concept concept of the Trinity is all over the Bible uh, from start to finish, friend
0: uh yeah i believe that uh, would you like to respond to that Abdullah? or oh he oh he went did he go to the audience or okay anyways yeah Abdullah, feel free to jump back um jump back uh yeah tomorrow or whenever but yeah i would i would point you that and i agree with heretic that yeah if you and also like most people like when we're creating the image i think a lot of people don't mention this in the discussion because depending on whether you're like oh gosh what's what's the word um like whether you believe it's body soul and spirit or just body and spirit slash soul dichotomist or trichotomist. so a lot of a lot of people there will be disagreement but typically like whenever people it's a common saying right like body soul and spirit or body mind and spirit some some iteration that there are three parts that humanity is a triune being i believe also that kind of goes to the let us create man in our image so you see one god yet three distinct persons uh so i mean all analogies break down so God is fully God all the time. Uh, we are just created in the image and likeness of God. So I think much, much how like most people, not even Christians, have some concept of like a trichotomy, like either your mind, soul, body, or mind, spirit, body, like secularly speaking. So for Christianity, it would be like body, soul, and spirit. And that, that's sort of representative, I believe, of like your, your body, your, your body would be like Jesus, right? Like the flesh of Jesus. Your spirit would be, I mean, you know, equated to like the holy spirit the part of you that's going to eternally exist and your soul would be like your your power center like your mind your will your emotions things like that that would kind of be like analogous to the father um so it's not a one-to-one comparison because that would be like three three things of ourself yet we are still one being um but you i think you can get a glimpse of that um the whole created in the image of god thing
10: anyway um heretic yeah you're speaking now right Hey, I'm heading back into work, Nate. Thanks, man. God bless you guys. Love you all. See you take guys.
8: care,
10: Charles. Okay.
0: Uh, I you. Um, Okay, well, Steph, you've been too quiet.
4: I know. Our new babysitter
9: just got here. We had to set her up for the day, and now I need to take a shower, so I'm going to keep being quiet.
0: But I'm listening. So, a v, amen podcast. What were you saying?
8: Hey, can you guys hear me?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, have some static in the background but we hear you.
5: Sorry, I'm I'm driving. Um I just came up to uh say something to uh I'm gonna look. Uh some our Celtic Habibi. Um I I've, I've talked to him before. Um and we
1: we've had a really good conversation. Um so it's good to hear your voice again, bro. Um if you don't mind, we could hop in a room for a second. Um, And I can answer some of those questions, you know, just so we can kind of allow the stage here to kind of keep flowing. But I'll hop in a private room for you if you don't mind. um, And we can continue the conversation, I guess, if that's okay with you. I'm going to send you a a wave and just answer my wave. But uh, thank you guys for allowing me to speak for a second. God bless.
0: Of course. And, yeah, I'm happy to keep talking. So tomorrow or whatever, come back. But, yeah, I've got to go. But Let's see what Jason has to say. Um, And then I'm going to have to run after that. Jason, what's up, man? Are you speaking?
6: Oh yeah, I'm here. Um I you know, if you're gonna end the room, it's totally fine. I don't I don't have to I just kind of came up to you know, Oh no engage. talk.
0: I'm I'm yeah, I specifically want to hear what you have to say. And and then there's just like no one else on the stage. So yeah, I've I've got some time. Go ahead.
6: Um, I mean I guess the only question I would have, or at least really one of them, is I'm just curious of your perspectives with regards to science and the Bible. Do you see the bible conflicting with science or like as an example things like the creation story uh the age of the earth do you i'm just curious what your perspectives are
0: uh, no i think for for centuries the bible and science went hand in hand i mean hand in glove i mean you know the bible is what i think inspired a lot of you know the first christian scientists um but but no i i don't think there is a conflict with science in the bible i think there are conflicts between science and some interpretations of the Bible. Um, so some people that do that regarding, you know, the age of the earth or whatever, uh, but no, I, I don't think in itself, the Bible and science conflict. Um, and, you know, to the Bible's point, we also don't know everything about science, right? Like we recently in the last what several years learned as far as we can tell, we could still be wrong again, that w- we were wrong as humanity on the age of the universe. Like I, I forget exactly, but it was like, you know, people assumed it was like, 14 or 15 billion years old. And then someone did some calculations and like, oh, oops, guys, we were wrong by like a billion and a half years. So who's to say we weren't right the first time and we're wrong this time. But, you know, science is open to change. Um, There are some things like, you know, gravity, we we're pretty sure we have a handle on. Um, But if at some point we start flying up in the sky, um, we may need to rethink that. But, uh, you know, so I, I would just say that like certain science that you can experience like gravity, it's, it's really hard to think that's going to have a problem with it. Um, Other things, even like the theory of evolution, I understand the scientific theory is basically fact, but um, you know, so was the age of the universe until there was a flaw in it. So somewhere between uh, the Bible, I I think the farthest the Bible can go is you need God to divinely create, uh, you know, a literal Adam and Eve with the existence of a soul which science will probably never speak to because it's like, can't measure it, can't test it, can't prove it. So maybe it's there, maybe it's not. We don't know. Um, That's the science answer. Um, And that's the claim of the Christianity that that's like the must have claim to still be in line with the Bible and not have the Bible, uh, you know, conflicting with science, which it doesn't. Um, So I'd say things like that. And then if people want to say, well, no, you know, the earth is definitely only 6,000 years old um, because of math they do or whatever that's one person's claim. Um, That doesn't mean that they're not messing up something or getting something wrong. And then to the other point, just to the extreme point, perhaps we have a completely wrong understanding of time. And that's why we can't, uh, you know, do interstellar travel, because of our incorrect understanding of time and years. And when we figure that out, we'll be like, Oh, right, we're in a perpetual non existent state. And the age of the earth is actually like, uh, you know, eight days old. I mean, I I realize that sounds insane. But do you get what I'm trying to say? We can start from there and just walk it back to where the Bible and science can like shake hands and be friends again.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think I would agree if what you're saying is that um, science, that that there's not a conflict between the Bible and science and an example would be that if the Bible says the earth is seven days old, that 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 is probably an incorrect interpretation of the Bible. That the, Bible, that the earth is not seven days old, that it is, it is much older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the Bible is incorrect. It may be just the people are misinterpreting what they're reading. Is that, yes. Would that be correct?
0: Uh, yes. Like, for example, there, there are lots of people—I mean, there's different ideas. Like, the literal view is like you know 7,000 or 6,000 years or whatever. Young earth creationists, which I think there's some dispute about that. Like, I don't even think all young earth creationists agree on the date. Like, I think some think it's like 6,000, some think it's 7,000. So, I mean, you know, who's right between them? Um, But then there's, like, the the gap theory, and then there's, you know, kind of a traditional um, interpretation that between Genesis 1 and 2, which is kind of like the gap theory, uh, but a little different, that, uh, you know, some cataclysmic event happened and went wrong, and uh, God recreated some stuff. Because in in chapter 2, you don't see, like, the planet being formed. You don't see, I think, like, water uh, being remade or showing up again, you just see like vegetation and things like that. So some people will th- think, well, under that interpretation, the earth can be billions or trillions or whatever amount you need it to be years old. The Bible didn't speak to it, except it's really, really old. Um, and then the last thing would be how you interpret a day. Uh, cause uh, is it like on or yawn or something like that? It's like, it can be interpreted as a literal day, which the young earth creationists try, um, or it can yawn. I think is the word or it can be interpreted as an age or an era. And that's where each side will argue, no, no, it can't be that. No, no, it has to be this. But yeah, so just that fact, you can get lots of interpretations. So, yeah.
6: Yeah, okay, good. I mean, I think we're in agreement. Like if uh, if I was a Christian, I would take a similar view that I don't see any conflict between science and the Bible, that the they both can coincide, that science reinforces what we see in the Bible, and the people that take positions that are completely that we know are incorrect scientifically, then those are just probably wrong interpretations of what they're reading in the Bible. And I think that that's a good uh, view to take. You could say, look, I'm a scientist. I'm a Christian. I don't see any problems with the earth being four 4.5 billion years old. That doesn't conflict with the Bible and it doesn't erode my faith. So I, I think that's fine.
0: Yeah. And I, and I really think that's, that's where it is. And, um, a lot, a lot of these things are, you know, very much secondary issues. So, like, you know, you can believe some really crazy stuff if you want and still be on God's good side, as it were. So, you know, the, the ultimate point of the Bible is, you know, God himself came to earth in the human form of Jesus. So if you believe that, the death, burial, resurrection, ask him to save you, forgive you, make you born again, give you eternal life, and you pray directly to this being being spoken of. That's the point. So if you have faith that, you know, this is true and you believe this, then great. You can mess up all kinds of other stuff and still be eternally fine. Um, So while people like to quibble about, you know, creation and young earth, old earth and all these other things, um, they can disagree on that. But as long as they still agree on like the main point of the Bible, um, you know, they're good, according to the Bible.
6: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That that was the only question I had. So thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Well, thanks everyone for being here and we'll probably be back tomorrow. So take care. And I think the podcast, if you guys want to hear us fight about Jesus on the road, uh, check out that the top link, askachristian.podbean.com. But anyways, off to do some other work to uh, make some money. (laughs) I guess feeding my family is important at some point. All right. See you guys later. Take care.